0: Could not be more pleased to have back on the Rich Eisen podcast, Matt Damon. Are you one of those Patriot fans that takes glee in the Jets and the butt fumbling? Scene? I made the Liberace movie this year, so that's <laughs> fine. Well, there's some butt that. fumbling in that movie, uh, too. Just a wee <laughs> little bit. Larry David, good to see you, sir. I think
1: a lot of writers can be offensive coordinators. What's harder? If I could write stories, why would I be able to draw up a play?
0: He is none other than Broadway Joe Namath. It's Mark. Word to get the nod, and if he played decently, it's uh, if what a big word, so it's only two letters, huh? <laughs> Bobby Canovali told you about Derek
1: Jeter story at Yankees, Atlanta, the World Series,
0: screaming, screaming, screaming,
1: nothing, nothing, nothing. He doesn't even look at me. Finally, last at bat, eighth <laughs> inning, yeah. Jeter comes up, Derek,
2: just turn <laughs> around, man, just turn around.
1: Finally, he's like dumb, he does the
0: thing with the weight, he's about to go up, he turns around, he looks at me, he goes, bro, I hear you.
3: <laughs> Hello,
2: everyone,
0: and thanks for joining us. I'm Richard Eisen. I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen Podcast. Is your host, Rich Eisen. Hey, everybody, welcome to the first post-season edition Of the Rich Eisen Podcast in the 2013 National Football League regular season that has concluded. 12 teams have moved on. And 20 teams are trying to figure out how to move on from a non-playoff season. By either changing their staff or figuring out should they change their staff. The coaching carousel has already begun to spin. We are taping this on the Monday after the regular season. Black Monday as some people may call it. We have the... Postseason bracket all set. We know who is in. We don't know where they're playing after this week, but we know what the wild card team. We know who the wild card teams are. We know where they are playing. We will talk about all of that here on uh, the last podcast also of calendar year 2013. Happy New Year in advance to you, Chris Long. Happy happy New Year Year
2: to you. Thanks for having me. Happy New Year to you, Chris Brockman. Same to you, pal. Did you have a good Christmas? I did. Yeah, family was up. Uh, Hung out with the dad, my dad and brother, and ate, watched a movie. You know, movies kind of tradition. What movie? Do you guys what go movie? to movies? What movie? Uh, what well, did... I'm a Jew.
0: We, we eat Chinese food and go to movies. There you go. Yeah.
2: Wanted to see Wolf of Wall Street, but I wanted to take my, my dad brother to the dining theater so it wasn't playing there, so we saw uh, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Uh, how was, was that? Very good, actually. Oh, good. I, I enjoyed it, and I'm seeing Wolf of Wall Street tonight with the uh, lady friend.
0: Yeah. Uh, they, uh, you
2: mean your wife? Yes.
0: yes. Okay. A couple buddies of mine are, 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 helped make that movie. It was very uh, good, with, yeah. Uh, ben Stiller and Adam Scott, who's a yeah, good friend of this program he's been on it uh we, we need to get him on it Adam Scott is in that Sean Penn right Walter yeah Mitty. Sean
2: Penn's really good in it and, that's uh, good Kristen Wiig's good too now did
0: I see you tweet a picture of your father like in, in at an eight ball
2: contest or something yeah. is he
0: a professional pool my dad player, plays pool and he's, like he's color of money good.
2: type yeah he's pretty good he doesn't like play he doesn't he's not like is a he a hustler yeah.
0: you, are you he's, the son of a, hustler, <laughs> kind of of a hustler
2: yeah big Ken law is a little bit of a hustler. he uh he plays uh he plays some pool he can, Does he I win? That. Does he he's, so he like, goes to tournaments I'll, I'll, I'll in Vegas? Play, I'll play, and we'll play eight ball, and I won't get to play for like three games. He'll just run three racks like that. And wow. He's, he's pretty solid.
0: How about that? I mean, yeah. Chris Brockman uh, came over to the house on I Christmas, did. Did. Uh, yes. along with Charlie Yook, Chaz NFL Yook. Game Day morning coordinating producer, came over, and uh, and boy, did my, uh, uh, did my colleagues really, um, they, they, they really stepped up large. They, <laughs> they really came correct. I heard um, there was
2: a slight a well, minor incident. Let's, put it, let's,
0: let's let's put it this At way. Let's put it this way. Uh, both Charlie and Chris <laughs> were over for Thanksgiving. Yes, as well. And my wife, my wife always loves uh, giving uh, away leftovers. Always, you know, make sure. Certainly, if there are people who uh, are away from home, don't have families, aren't here. Um, that's one check that box for Chris Brockman, right? Yes, certainly, indeed. also if they are bachelors. Right, check another box. Check, or- check that box. You know where yep. they don't normally have home cooked meals. Right, give you something to 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 take it away from.
4: Absolutely, Chris
0: Brockman, you should see his face right now because he <laughs> absolutely knows where this is going. I do. He knows absolutely where this is going. So Charlie Hook is the same way. You check that box. He's from the Chicago area. He's a bachelor. So Susie gave leftovers to both of them <laughs> in in these glass Tupperware.
2: If you recall, when I came over for Thanksgiving, I brought a pie and it was in a ceramic container. And I had asked mm-hmm. Susie, "I'm like, can I please take the container home? Cause, right? Because you know, Chara would get upset if course. I left." Yes, correct. Know, Tupperware.
0: So Susie gave these away. Just make sure you 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 give them back. It took Charlie Yook about three weeks. <laughs> To get it back, and, and, and he had it in his office here, and we just misconnected, and he's just like, after the show, i got to give it to you, and you know after the show, you go your separate ways. It's a long day. It's a long week. You just go your separate ways. Finally got it back uh, about a week before Christmas.
4: Okay.
2: Now,
0: that's, I'm, by I'm, the way, a month. That's like a month's time when you show up for Christmas- and you haven't given the Tupperware back. Yes.
4: In my defense, okay? No, 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 no this, this, this,
0: this, Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I have not presented all of the evidence. Yeah. I have not presented all of the evidence. I'll here. wait my turn then. So Chris Brockman shows up <laughs> to the house on Christmas with two wrapped gifts for my children.
2: Oh, your two-year-old uh, and my, five-year-old.
0: My, two, my, my two-year-old, who is currently six weeks shy of his third birthday. Coop and And Xander, who is five years old, and he loves his presence, I mean, like to the point where we have had to walk him through how to greet people like my parents, my wife's parents who come to the house, any family members who come to the house. The first question out of the gate can't be, "What did you bring me?" <laughs> So he has walked through, like, how was your flight is something that's mentioned. He's got, He's he walks, he's work, the, you're he goes through. We have given him things to, questions to ask.
2: You know he's just waiting to toss those aside. And he he does, it's I know, he
0: eventually, possible. but we make him go through the protocol. Good. So he's that gift crazy. Okay. So Chris Brockman shows up with two wrapped gifts for the two kids, you know, because he didn't, the other one is uh, four months old. Yeah. You could bring one for her, but it's it's understandable, okay? It's understandable. Bottom line is two gifts. But Chris Brockman says to them, I love this fit. Can you take a picture of this face, please? can
2: actually do that, yes. This can you take a blog, picture sure. of this
0: face, please? Says to my children, can't open the gift until your mom sees your mom has to be here for the opening of the gift.
2: So you kind of know what's going on right now. Susie's
0: running around. You know, it's 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 Christmas. Mother-in-law's there. I mean, there's all sorts of things going on in the house. Finally, Susie's free. Her attention can be paid to this. And what are the two gifts? What are the two gifts? Oldest son opens up his gift. It's the glass bottom of the Tupperware that he has yet to return. <laughs> Youngest son opens the top. It's the plastic top. Oh how, and well, he goes, Here, that's for you. <laughs> Merry Christmas to my two children.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, a thirty three year old bachelor in Los Angeles. <laughs> no surprise. And we my wife
0: and I both look at Brockman we're like, Are you out of your mind? <laughs> sort of. It's a funny thing. It's funny. If you had gift wrapped it and handed it to Susie, Brockman.
2: Right or, or, or if you to had, incorporate my children as into Rich the called,
4: gag. Rich called well, me. Here, here's here's the other part that I did not anticipate upon arriving at your house. Yes, that you guys would be celebrating Christmas.
0: Oh, I know. Well, listen, kids, <laughs> kids, we're we're Jewish. We we
4: yes. And so I, I didn't really expect. I mean, no, yeah, no, I didn't see, but, I know. And so your son, Sander, like. He he killed me with his line of the night. And Which I, was, give it, give it, give it. Five he, years old. This is a five-year-old kid. Tell him. Tell him. Chris Brockman, I'm not really happy that you tricked me. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> and so. And then, I, by the way, I, two, I, two, like an oh, hour and a half
2: later. He said it again.
4: <laughs> he said to it actually, he said. That wasn't very. That wasn't very nice. Yeah, that, that was very nice. Very nice. Me, and so I was your like, heart out and shows it to you Pumping, doesn't it? Oh my God! It was like it was like, it
2: was like yeah. Temple of Doom where I he re- just ripped my arm. I respect the move. I thought it was uh. hilarious. But when Rich called me the next day to tell me about it, <laughs> <and> for <laughs> nothing else. <laughs> of course, I he did. He didn't call me for anything else. We had a fifteen-minute conversation about this. <laughs> of I'm course, like, I did. Well, tell me he, you know, he had backup gifts oh, no, in the car no, no and bad. then no brought ba- those in. No backups. No backups. And, and Charlie.
4: Charlie. And Charlie, Charlie brought one, gifts. And Charlie he brought gifts. W- one-ups me.
0: Charlie brought gifts. Charlie's but, a vet. And brought a bottle of wine. But the name of the bottle of wine, <laughs> the label was Ménage à Trois. <laughs> yes,
4: which was incredible.
0: Yes. He pops the bottle of wine on the table between my wife and mother-in-law. <laughs> at the time, the only two women at the table. Only two
4: women at the table.
0: Oh, that Charlie. Here's a bottle of Ménage à Trois. Uh. And I'm like, I'm so glad that my coworkers came to my house.
2: Uh, no Easter That's coming. That's my
0: holiday story. <laughs> How about you? Oh. oh, boy. Classic. Good stories. Good stories. Good stories. Good stories. But as, uh, as, as Xander say, said to you, you owe him. I owe him. I owe him big time. And Cooper I, didn't care. I mean, no, he, care. He, he went off. He
4: was still doing bido <laughs> As I was going to say, I had the dish with me. I'm sure. Three weeks prior, in it, my car, it happened. Forgot to give it to you each time. It happened. And so I, you I, should
0: see the stuff in my car that I've I, that yeah, I've owed to people. So for it, <laughs> I understand. I'm a guy in the world. I'm a former bachelor. I understand.
4: <laughs> anyway, but as a
0: father of I'm young st- children, I'm still to incorporate together my heart, incorporate my children in a game right, like it that. It
4: was uh, it was a below par move. Oh boy. <laughs> below par i thought yeah. i still thought it was kind of funny
0: below par move would be a great name for a fantasy team <laughs> uh,
4: all right was, how was sunday week 17 incredible you,
0: by the way incredible 13 of 16 games that mattered 11 seeds up for grabs the only seed that was already decided was the five seed of the Kansas city chiefs and last week we talked about that chiefs chargers game on this podcast and i said No chance that they rest players because nobody can afford to rest players in this day and age. you got to keep momentum going. And guess what? That's why I'm not a a 15-year veteran coach in the NFL. Andy Reid rested 20 of his 22 starters. 20 of 22. Alex Smith, Jamal Charles on down. And with Chase Daniel, damn near pulled off the upset in Kansas City. And Steeler fans... Would be the ones to tell you they did pull the off the upset because Ryan Suckup missed a 41yard field goal that they should have attempted again from 36 yards out. But we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves here. I want to go chronologically quickly over week 16. Let's do it because at uh, week 17, because as we mentioned last week, the thing also about week 17 that was so unique was the number of teams available for the final seed available, final spot available. In the AFC, there was only one seed decided, but five spots had already been taken up. All four division winners. Yep. Meanwhile, in the NFC, not a single division had been clinched. Not a single one had been clinched. Which but, is unreal. But three playoff spots had been clinched. Seattle, Carolina, and San Francisco had clinched spots. No division titles have been clinched. I I had uh, NFL Network Research call Elias for our Sunday morning show. When was the last time the NFL entered a final week of its regular season where one conference had all of its division clinched and the other ones had zero? The other had zero divisions clinched. 1983 Hmm. was the last time that happened. So we hadn't seen a a final week of the regular season like this at all with two win and in games for the NFC North and the NFC East. Hadn't seen it. After we taped our podcast last week, Aaron Rodgers, it was decided, did come back. So he added that to that Week 17 game.
2: And boy, did he ever come back.
0: He sure did. In the AFC is where we'll start. The Ravens went to Cincinnati and got two picks of Andy Dalton in the first quarter and couldn't convert either into touchdowns, so Andy Dalton was able to come back on his next possession, find A.J. Green up top, and take the lead.
4: How do you let him get so open?
0: it just is unbelievable
2: four interceptions for Dalton in that game and, they,
0: and yet they, they still win. boat raced him. did they get to, they did did score 40 correct
4: i believe it was 40 i thought they got 41 maybe they yeah know.
0: they won they won that game to complete a perfect regular season
2: no 34 17, 34 17 okay.
0: yeah so uh, unfortunately uh for kurt warner he came up 6 6 points shy of his Bold prediction burger? is that they would 50- 40 burger uh, the Ravens, which would be a fifth straight home game with 40 points, which had never been done, and the Ravens had never lost, uh, had never given up 40 points in a game in back-to-back games. Either way, the Ravens get eliminated. Flacco clearly is hurt. We're going to yeah. find out about his knee moving forward. I'm sure we'll yep. hear something about it. He's clearly hurt. The running game was non-existent. Defensively, they did their best, but Justin Tucker does not an offense make. <laughs> And the defending champions could not win. They lost their final games against New England and Cincinnati, two teams that are top-tier teams in the AFC, which the Ravens this year, unfortunately for the fans of Baltimore, are not. They're out, which meant Miami could get in if it could only get past Rex Ryan and the Geno Smith Jets, and they looked as good as they have all year long.
2: Sheldon Richardson scoring touchdowns.
0: He had uh, as many rushing touchdowns this year is bilal powell two <laughs> wow so geno smith wow. and the jets went down to miami and put together a complete game a complete game with everything on the line rex ryan his job on the line although he said and uh, the, uh, and the Jets said subsequently that he was told before the game that he was staying
4: before the game
0: who knows what to believe man yeah,
4: Because that was the story that came out immediately after right the game. Right after
0: the game. And that that's something, by the way, to keep an eye on. Because he's got one year left on his deal. Right. And the Jets, you know, he's contractually obligated to the Jets for one year. He could clearly just say, I quit. Sure. If the Jets don't extend him or force him to get rid of d- members of his staff that he doesn't want to get rid of. And in a way, the Jets saying right after the game he's coming back for 2014 gave him some leverage. But he could eventually, essentially just say, you know what, um, you know, I know it's a nice salary and I wouldn't make that much being part of the paparazzi, but I'm sure every network would raise its hand and say, Rex, we got a seat for you on our network if he wants to work on TV for a year and then go back and coach somewhere. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's entirely possible. He wants to stay. He wants a long-term deal. Bottom line is he, after what we have seen, what we talked about on this show, after week three of the preseason where he, he – walks into his post-game press conference as if he had won something significant in the Snoopy Award for the MetLife game between <laughs> the Jets and the Giants after Mark Sanchez inserted in the fourth quarter, hurts himself. In the press conference that happened afterwards, if you had told me he'd go 8-8 eight and, eight and, oh, and and Geno yeah, well, Smith would show a sign of improvement in the final game. I wouldn't have believed it. I'll be very honest that, with you. That team it's just was very Jackeline
2: all season. I mean, it was either they well, they don't for have the talent. They don't
0: have the talent to be consistent. What's amazing right. too
2: is the swing of a week ago. It went from he had no leverage, he might be gone to now he's staying, and now not only is he staying, he wants an extension for fourteen. Well, you have 5. to. You can't million.
0: be a lame duck coach in the National yeah. Football League. Like, you just can't. And if you are going to extend, you get a raise. And and Geno Smith, other than maybe the game in Atlanta on that Monday night, mm. had a, his best game of the year. Dean Milliner had hit clearly his best game of the year. <laughs> I mean I mean there wasn't any comparison compared to what was yeah. previous. So the Jets took care of business there. So that eliminated Miami. Right. Baltimore with the loss still had a chance to make it if the Steelers and San Diego still lost. But the Steelers did what everyone expected them to do, which was smoke Cleveland. Yep. And Pittsburgh at 0 four finished eight and eight. They won eight of their last 12.
2: I know a lot of their fan, I mean, I'm, a lot of my friends are Steelers fans. They're all mad at the Chiefs' outcome. But the Steelers shot themselves in the leg well, all season long. It, well, it, it's
0: just fascinating to me that what we talked about on this show two weeks ago with Joe Manganiello, walking him through the process of yeah. how the Steelers could make the playoffs, it all happened. It all happened. Right up until right up the until Chargers overtime. kicked off against Kansas City. That the fact that the Steelers need whatever they needed to have happen, Ravens lose out, Dolphins lose out, Jets hard. win out. San Diego needed to lose one of its final two games for Pittsburgh to get in by winning out. All of that happened, with the exception of San Diego losing a game. They've won their Week 16 game home against Oakland.
4: Yep.
0: Needed to. Lose to Kansas City at home in order for Pittsburgh to make the playoffs, and as we mentioned moments ago, Andy Reid rested pretty much everybody from Alex Smith to Len Dawson,
3: <laughs>
0: and San Diego fell in all, fell in all, and Ryan Suckup had an opportunity to win this game with eight seconds left from forty-one yards out and missed it. Overtime hits. Now the Steelers need to have Kansas City win outright. San Diego, if San Diego went ahead and tied, that was fine for them. Right.
2: I can't believe they they fake punted that fake punt inside their own.
0: Well, Eric Weddle called for a fake punt from their own 28-yard line in overtime after Kansas City stopped San Diego on its initial possession of overtime. Yeah. And Weddle said after the game that he has had for weeks, because he's the up man, this option – To call for the fake if the front presented by the opposing special teams unit is in such a position. And sure enough, he saw it, called it, looked like Kansas City had stopped him. And he's still pushing forward for yards. Balls loose. Kansas City picks the ball up, scores a touchdown. Except for the fact that forward progress was ruled, Ugh. whistle can't review that. Mar-
2: Marshall was pretty upset about that last night on game day final.
0: So that's two chances Kansas City had to put Pittsburgh into the playoffs yep. and San Diego home for the new year. And but at least you know both of them weren't official related decisions. <laughs> oh wait a minute, <laughs> then comes Monday when the league essentially says. On the Ryan Suckup field goal, when you see the video, you'll see it. You can see it on NFL.com. You watch NFL Network. We'll be showing it left and right, up and down, all Monday and Tuesday. I'm sure you could see seven Chargers lined up to the right of the center. That's an illegal eight. formation. Yeah, in illegal formation, should have been flagged. So Ryan Suckup, his miss should have been attempted again from 36 yards, and he was 15 to 16 from 40 yards and in this year.
4: Ryan Suckup, a Pittsburgh native. Wow. His cousin, I guess, on Facebook,
2: there was some stuff going on. His cousin uh, r- wrote a message on Facebook like, yeah, send me all your all your hate for my cousin's misfield goal.
0: You know, and so uh, Mike Tomlin, to his credit, when he was asked about it on, on Monday, essentially said what, uh, you know, uh, as you know, uh, we've mentioned many times Rod Woodson, longtime right. Steeler, said Chuck Knoll, his first coach, Hall of Fame Steeler great coach, would always tell the players, "Listen, you got to play better than the refs, ref, Which is essentially what what Tomlin said that we had we were in sixteen buildings this year, and to state our case, we didn't state it strong enough. And I can't sit here and complain about what happened in a building that we weren't in. What's
2: Tomlin going to do? Call out the league whenever he's still facing consequences? Well, him, you know? uh, he's got a but he's yeah. a coach. Yeah. Play, he needs to nice. do that. certainly if
0: he's on the competition committee, which is in, which is essentially the bosses. Yeah. Of of the uh, the officials of the officials. But his line, his line was, was, was classic because they asked him in his press conference if, um, if he saw it on television while he was watching it. And he said he did. And he said, What, what did you say? What was your reaction? And he goes, I'm going to keep that between my sons, my television, and my basement. It's <laughs> what he said. We're going to talk about this with Eric Stone Street. The longtime Kansas City Chiefs fan nice. who's been on the show before from Modern Family. And his Chiefs uh, move on regardless of what happened in that game. They're going to kick off the wild card weekend against the Indianapolis Colts. And, uh, and, and it's a wild card weekend that will end with the Green Bay Packers hosting the San Francisco 49ers.
2: Did Stone Street go to K State?
0: Stone Street K-State? went to Kansas City, Kansas State. Yes. Okay. Who? I'll, don't worry. When I speak to him, I, I got will no one to admit, talk about almost. I will, right I will now, fully, so. uh, Certainly, since you're going to lose your coach, Let's hope you're going to lose.
4: Let's hope not. Syracuse won the Texas ball, so got it, boy. I, I mean, saw I, that. I got you guys. But um,
0: so we we have the playoff field set, and uh, we'll talk about it with Charles Barkley. Chuck, you remember he came on a couple of years ago, and he nailed right. it. We had him go through it like a bracket. Right. and had you basically pick the winners of each wildcard game. And by that, we, we, we put them in a bracket as to where they would go for a divisional round and had him pick those matchups until we got an eventual Super Bowl winner.
4: Did he get the Super Bowl right there? I don't year?
0: believe he did.
4: That was the Packers. He, he year, was right? pretty on for the most. part. Was that what the year I'll the, the Packers? Back, won? Yeah, it
0: was Packers and Steelers. I, I forget I, I do remember though he nailed the Packers and Bears in an NFC Championship game and I'm yeah. like, I don't think that's ever happened before and he goes, "Well, it's going to happen." And it did. So he'll he'll return to do, He's got his re- ob- do, do, do all tires, that. too. And we'll yeah. talk about the National Championship game with him. And uh now that the fantasy season is over, uh we have our playoff fantasy. Yes. Season to By begin. the way,
4: who won the picks contest this year?
0: I Ooh. lost, even though I missed only one game. I
2: noticed. Yeah, Brockman had Brockman and I went fourteen and two. And we I lost missed to you.
0: one. I picked the Cardinals to beat the forty ers and that was my only miss. I nailed have. everything else. Well done.
2: Yeah, actually let's look and see who our winner for uh the REP pick 'em was and who's gonna be uh I nailed. themselves the prize.
0: Everything else. In the meantime, um The uh, coaching carousel has begun to spin. Six teams, as of this taping, changed coaches. We all know that Gary Kubiak was fired. That happened after our Week 14 kickoff of Thursday Night Football in Jacksonville that Friday afterwards, fired. Houston uh, now, however, has competition. They they fired Kubiak to get a leg up, I guess, on the interviewing process, but now five teams have joined them in that process the uh, Buccaneers fired Greg Schiano. his 0-8 start and, and despite how McLennan played after him being installed as quarterback uh, not enough for him to stay in Tampa he's gone and Mark Dominic, the general manager who brought him from Rutgers he is gone as well it's the only general manager as of this taping to also get the gate he was fired the Detroit Lions once upon a time six and three Wow. After sweeping the Chicago Bears for the first time since 2007. Sitting there at 6-3, and three, up a touchdown in the third quarter in Pittsburgh the following week after they sweep Chicago. Staring a 7-3 and three start right in the face with a huge road win in Pittsburgh, up by 7. They went for a fake field goal, a chip shot. that would have put them up two scores instead. They went fake, didn't work, and the season turned from there. Big Ben came right back on them. They went 6-4. and four. And then with the exception of the Thanksgiving game against Green Bay, Detroit lost every single remaining game on their schedule with yeah. a lead in the fourth quarter. I heard you say that this morning in on Aftermath. each one of
2: them. A lead in the fourth quarter in, in every, every game. game. You got to fire. It. I mean, I'm, you know,
4: yeah. got to. That team's too talented. Too many offensive weapons, that defensive front.
0: Jim Schwartz is out. Uh Mike Shanahan is out in Washington DC. We we, no we shock, that yeah, handwriting right? was put on the wall with the whole RG three. We need to keep him healthy for the postseason. Uh, for the uh yeah, we need to keep off him healthy season. for the off season. Yeah. Uh Kirk Cousins went 0 3 in his start, so it didn't really change anything.
2: Cost Kirk Cousins probably some. I don't know. I mean
0: he he's still I mean you just gotta figure out what you, you have to work with. Yeah. But he's out his son has gone too. Shanahan is gone, and the Redskins are once again looking for a head coach. Well,
2: Brockman and I were talking about this before you came up. Who, who's going to get all these jobs? I mean, it seems like, I don't know. you know, Lovey Smith wasn't good enough at 11 and 5. Now he's a leading candidate. Well,
0: people for... are talking about, you know, Tampa for him or yeah. Detroit for him. We'll see what happens. Which I...
4: job is the most appealing to you well, guys? Well, we're not
0: done running through all of oh, them yet. All right. Because there's, there's, there, there, there's a Schwartz and a Shiano and a Shanahan, and Kubiak went. And then, you know, on top of it all, Leslie Frazier yeah. is fired in Minnesota. Everyone figured that might be coming, 5-10-1. He's gone, which means of these head coaches that we just mentioned, three of them, Frazier, Kubiak, Shanahan, at this very point last year getting ready for a wild-card weekend matchup. One year later, they're out.
4: Not for long. <laughs>
0: And then the last head coach, this is the surprise. I didn't. See, I mean, wh- why would you think Cleveland would fire their coach after one year?
2: I can't believe that.
0: Rob Chudzinski, who was the third coach hired in last year's carousel, if you remember, Andy Reid was immediately snapped up by Kansas City. The Bills went to your alma mater and took Doug Marone almost right on the spot.
2: Yep. But the Browns interviewed Bill O'Brien. They did, and, and Chip Kelly. Kelly.
0: Right? They did that. But went ahead and...
2: And Bruce Arians too, right?
0: Chose Rob Chudzinski. The offensive coordinator for a Carolina Panther team that had just regressed. And a new regime that blew out Mike Holmgren, who was supposed to come in and take his Lombardi way, Mm. Holmgren way, Seattle way, and make it the Cleveland way. And instead he's sent away... They go ahead, and the big splash hire that they make as their first hire is a guy that many folks in Cleveland had never heard of that probably needed some serious hooked-on phonics help to pronounce his name. I mean, never heard of this guy. They do find out that he is he's homegrown. He's from the area, and then he shows up at his press conference, and he breaks down. It's emotional for him. This is his dream come true. His first NFL job is his hometown team, and uh, they trade away Trent Richardson right off the bat. Brandon Whedon's clearly not the guy. They go to Brian Hoyer. Looks promising. He blows out his knee on our air on week five. It all went downhill from there. But they, nobody thought that it would be laid at the feet of of Chudzinski.
2: They were leading the division when Hoyer went down that that week too. Yeah, they're in first place. Well, they
0: went three and two with that win. Yeah. They had a piece of first place, and then they only won one since. Right? They they lost they lost ten of their last eleven. Yes, to finish four and twelve, and it, it it's just incredible how things change. I mean, if they recovered an onside kick against New England, would it be different? I don't know because you you heard the press conference on Monday between Jimmy Haslam, the owner, and the CEO Joe Banner, and their essential. Their essential. Message was, was, look at what we've done, not what we just did, and by that I mean Jimmy Haslam's like I came as a minority owner from the Steelers organization where we've had three coaches since 1969. The fact that we're now going to have three coaches here since 2012 should not be looked at as an indication of who I am. I'm part of the organization that had three coaches since 1969, and Joe Banner is going to be said. I was the one who part of an organization that Andy Reed in a, in a city that's as tough to coach in as anywhere. I had him for a decade and a half. So look at what we've done, not what we had what just yeah. did. And on top of it, they kept saying over and over again that the roster that they have, they feel they can win with. But and they weren't got... comfortable. They weren't comfortable They weren't comfortable with Chudzinski heading that roster. Makes you think maybe the coach didn't believe in the roster. And I said this on the air on the four hours that I hosted live on NFL Network. It just struck me, for the lack of a better analogy, is two people who got married after not having lived together. Yeah. (laughs) You find out, like, you move in and suddenly somebody snores, somebody does something with their teeth when they're eating, you know, blah, 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 blah. And they learn about Chudzinski stuff that they never really saw common. Hmm. Right? And they decided to have to go separate ways. So, of course, they get tweets saying, so are you saying people should live together before they get married? (laughs) Really? Yeah, I'm a heathen. Now I'm a heathen. (laughs) So all of that, right, is going down as the backdrop of a wild card week that, again, is going to wind up with a spectacular matchup. San Francisco at Green Bay. A rematch of last year's divisional game, and the fact that Aaron Rodgers came back to beat the Bears. And now you have to wonder is that Jay Cutler's last pass as a Chicago Bear? They're moving on. The question is with, that, with or without Cutler, what do you do?
2: When Jay Cutler walked off the field, he did all he had to do. The Bears had the lead. Their defense had them at fourth down three times. You can't believe that. No, that final drive, Cutler. they converted three fourth downs.
4: Three fourth downs. How about four. the play call on fourth and one? They go shotgun and throw it to Jordy Nelson when the and Bears G- had the worst run, D. And Jordy saved him, too, like, that was Well, he
0: catches everything, as we, catch? as we know. He catches everything.
4: I just couldn't believe that they were throwing the ball. And
0: four. then Randall Cobb, wide open. Uh,
4: How about the, the Boykin fact- play, though? We haven't even talked about yeah, that. Yeah, I, I know.
0: Mean, that, that's unreal. Well, it was an empty hand. That was an empty hand, no, I thought. No, it's
2: definitely the, the Bears' The bears. It just fault,
0: strikes but. me. It's incredible to me that in this day and age that a ball is rolling on the ground in the NFL, you're a professional football player. Everyone should be on that. There. there should be a scrum. You shouldn't just stop just because you think the play is over. You can't, especially in this day and age when referees, officials are told, don't blow the whistle, let it go, and we'll figure it out in replay. That's most of the time. Most of the time, yeah. Obviously, when the clock's rolling down with less than a minute to go and you have to figure out what's a first down or and what's Chiefs, not, they're not blowing yeah, the whistle the Chiefs- there. Yeah,
2: the Chiefs-Chargers game, they're stopping forward progress right, there, but not right. in this one.
0: Right. So that was, these are crucial plays, but I just found it incredible to me that, that in – in week seventeen, the two guys who have been gone for much of the season hook up for the game winner, Rogers to, to Randall Cobb. And what a play by Rogers to escape to his left, thrown against the grain and just against, he yeah. is an arm like nobody else, man. He really is it just explodes out of his hand. He is something else, and it's San Francisco. Can Colin Kaepernick now come and do and do what he did against him last year? He's different. If you remember, Peter King interviewed Colin Kaepernick in the, uh, in the training camp season. There was a big stink because Kaepernick said that he could hear arguing in the defensive huddle in that divisional game. Well, now here they come again. Here they come again to against one another. That's incredible. And the, the wild card Sunday begins with the Chargers in Cincinnati. The Bengals have made it three years in a row. Their last two years, though, they had to go to Houston. This is a home game. They should win this one. Although Unde- as we know Philip Rivers is 9 and 2 in his career including playoffs when it's 40 degrees or below. Huh. That is not going to be an
4: easy out. No. San Diego's going to put up a fight. I think they're going to win. Yeah, they're a team Despite I don't, I don't Cincinnati like being that. undefeated I, I like this year, I like the Bengals, but it, I'm not going to bet against Rivers. That guy is that's, their, happen, that's your man. wild card
0: Sunday, wild card Saturday culminates with the Saints who got in uh, with a win over the Bucks at home, and, and that would have put them in the bye week if Cam Newton didn't come down the stretch in week 17 against Atlanta in a manner that that uh, was again very impressive because atlanta as we saw in the monday night finale of week 16 they they're they're not laying down there's a bunch of prideful guys it was tony gonzalez's last game and via dios to him but cam newton another game-winning drive in the final throws with a big boy throw from the pocket zinged it over the middle to greg olson the defense did take care of the rest and uh, a disappointing season for Atlanta, beyond disappointing season for Atlanta, ends and Carolina wins. And if they had not won that game, think about the difference. They would be the five seed right now over six seeded San Francisco. San Francisco would be the ones heading on the road to Philadelphia. Instead, they're the ones who are going to Green Bay. But Carolina would be the one going to Green Bay instead of sitting at home having Steve Smith rest up. Yeah. And the Saints are the ones who are going to finish up Wild card Saturday by going to Philadelphia, which went into Dallas, and I, I, what do we call that? Yeah, I mean, do we call give, it an escape.
2: I, you call it an escape. I mean, you got to give Horton credit. I, I know people kind of wanted to, to bash him. What did to... I
0: say last week? I and mean, that was within thirty minutes of the news. I was in, mo- in, in, in a season where Nick Foles is an MVP candidate, and Josh McCown has the bill, the Bears in a winner in a game at home in Week 17 because of how he played.
2: Kyle Orton's not off the turnip no. truck. B- Bill Siddell one of our biggest Eagles fans here as a researcher, and uh, it, it, we talked about it. He, we, we know what we're getting with Romo. The uncertainty with Orton is something you can't plan for. and that
0: It's incredible, though, that in the last minute and a half, they get the ball back with a chance to just march it down for a field goal to win it. And it doesn't matter, I guess, who's the quarterback of the team. He threw a pick.
2: That DeMarco Murray fumble on the opening drive. That was, was brutal too. That two. was brutal
0: too. And th- and that pick right before halftime, it goes it's behind Witten and it yep. goes in the hand. Where I go, was it Kendricks who, who got it? Yeah. And then it was and two. The f- and then it was
4: down that they didn't convert. And, and then it the was right.
0: Correct. Too. And then it was two passes to Selleck later, and it, they had seventeen points right before right. halftime. So I just too. It. But
4: the fourth, the fourth down that they couldn't convert. That was like huge. instead of running it up the middle on fourth and a foot, they try to throw an out pass. And and why is it gets Foles, batted Foles? But
2: Foles also the one running the ball on fourth and one? No, I was no. Oh yeah, that too. Too, but... For the Eagles.
0: Hey, uh, one thing I don't have a problem with is the Eagles' running game. It, they, oh, that's a, that's, a, that's serious. That is a serious. As
2: Collins said last night, it, it's more of a power rush game. You think Chip Kelly's coming in here with this spread offense? That's He's serious. Running a I mean, power... Bryce
0: Brown was the one who came around the end to score yep. the touchdown to give them a the lead. Great block by the By eight too. points. And and McCoy is a, 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 a monster. Monster. And he they might have be a home best game. Player in football. And Chip Kelly is a home game in his first
3: Chip Kelly postseason has a...
0: Home game. 4A as a first-year head coach in the NFL, hosting the Saints. And we'll be talking about, in row, about all week, can they win outside? Can they win in the do- outdoors? they got to go to Philadelphia. they got to go to Philadelphia. Dick what Foles. a major.
4: What 27 a- touchdowns, two picks. What a season for that kid. And Second he's got man. a
0: home playoff game. And, again, we'll talk about all of this stuff and what it means for uh, Seattle's the one seed in the NFC. Carolina's a two seed in the NFC. And Denver took care of business as Peyton Manning did break Drew Brees' record by one yard.
2: Is that what it was? by one? I you needed he needed 266
0: to break. Guess how many yards he had. Two
2: sixty six. And
0: then sat him down. No, 266. You need 266 to break. Oh, to
2: break. Okay. That... And
0: 266. Sat him down. Four touchdowns, too. And New England it's good did its were. usual thing, you know, where it didn't look all that promising or it was difficult sledding. But guess what? They're the two
4: seed. 12-4. and four. Another ho-hum season. Had
2: my Mastro's dinner to Brockman's not looking so good. I, the, the Eagles have to win the Super Bowl for me to win the bet.
4: Yeah, pretty much. But it all kicks off a
0: wild card Saturday with the Chiefs at the Colts, and let's talk about that game with an old friend. Pleased to have back on the Rich Eisen podcast, the uh, Emmy Award-winning actor from Modern Family, the biggest Kansas City Chiefs in this crazy business of showtown, and also a man who's no doubt uh, doing the uh, – do a, doing a, a dance after his team put the bang thing on mine in the buffalo wild wings bowl yeah. <laughs> eric stone street how are you eric
1: good man how are you doing man? You, yeah. you won
0: all the buffalo wild wings you won yeah. them all
1: we, we 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 won the wing the wing the wing trophy it was uh it was good man i was i was it was it was a good game i was excited you know it was Thing about it is, Kansas State playing Michigan is a way bigger deal to Kansas State than Michigan playing Kansas State. So, you always will have that over me. But uh, beating beating oh. Michigan was was a good win for our team, and uh, and uh, I'm happy for the guys. They played a they played a tough season and came back with a big victory that will propel them into a good season next year.
0: To to uh, use the wings vernacular, I went from mild to hot watching that game i mean that was was,
1: they couldn't get anything going it was it was rough that quarterback's good though he
0: is no he's got some ability um we just need we just need some defenders to get in the proper gap and actually keep it you were your your guys were just running doing whatever whatever they wanted the entire game
1: that's bill Snyder football uh, you know his assignment football and not making mistakes even though we had a few penalties in a Miss field goal. You know that's that's just it. We were in the right place at the right time, and, and uh, you have a tight end with the last name Butt. I, mean. <laughs> <laughs> I, was that... on the, I was on the sidelines, and I'm like, "Butt is all over us.
2: Get
0: off." <laughs> butt can sit down in the flat. In other yeah, words, yes. Hands. Yes. And, and and if there's any coach that tells it somebody to get their head out of their butt, you know, that uh, it's or butt fumble. If he fumbles yeah. we oh, could go anywhere with this. This is fun. So what do you think of your Chiefs' chance against the Colts? Whew. Rich, Eric
1: tough. I, I don't I don't I honestly I'm I'm perplexed because, you know, the, the Chiefs the way they finish the season, you know, with, with the injuries obviously with Justin and and, and Tombo not being a hundred percent and Justin, you know, being out, but um And then, you know, I like the idea that we we sat 20 guys yesterday and get them ready, but, you know, you don't want to go into the playoffs losing, and that's unfortunately what we've done. And, and, you know, my record, my personal record with the Chiefs this year is 0-2. I went to two Chiefs games, and we lost both of them.
0: Which, Which ones were those?
1: San Diego and
0: Indianapolis. Huh. You know.
1: I was in. I, I was in Kansas City for the San Diego game, and in in Kansas City for the Indianapolis game, and we lost both those.
0: Yeah, it was bad that I could have asked which San Diego game. That that's yeah. not that's not good when it, well, when you say that. Yeah,
1: but. I mean losing two to Denver, losing two to San Diego. I mean the the, the upside is the AFC West is. Uh, I mean, who's going to say that there's a better well division? For sure in the AFC, but in football, I mean it's a t- it's a tough division this
0: year. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Andy Reid in his old division, he went four and zero in the NFC, so perhaps he, he needs to get more up to speed which division he's in. That said, that said though, I mean, uh, winning almost winning in San Diego with your depth chart tied behind your back, I mean that yeah. has to that has to give you at least some. Bit of confidence heading into this well, we game. We should
1: have beat San Diego in Kansas City. I, I'm not sold on how good of a team San Diego is. I think they got into the playoffs. You know, uh, they they definitely turned their season around and got in. But I, I don't see the, that as as much as a positive as, as it was you know a, a negative for us as much as a positive for San Diego. I'm I'm excited that, you know, we, we got those guys rested and healthy, but I just don't I don't I don't love going back to Indianapolis. We have a history of, of playing, you know, teams back to back like that and not, not having success.
0: And didn't the Herm Edwards Chiefs fall there? Didn't that isn't that what it, if I'm yeah. am I mistaken? No, that yeah, that's where I think, that, it was, I
1: think that's right. Tatum. Hmm. When uh, Peyton, Peyton uh, but you know, I'm glad we're going. I would rather go there than in the, uh, New England. So I was, I'm happy, happy about that. Like, yeah. and I think we'll get it back. I'm just happy that Black Friday is or whatever they call this Black day, Monday. Yeah, Black Monday <laughs> uh, is is happening, and we're not part of the story. Like with that's the that's the takeaway from this season is that. You know where we were a year ago from where we are today is is a is a big big difference and and as a Kansas City Chiefs fan and as somebody who just loves the sport of football I mean I can't I can't be dissatisfied with whatever
0: happens from this moment on. Yeah, by the way, that would be a you know the coaches go through enough on this Black Monday that if could you imagine they have to be fired in a Walmart filled with people. Right, getting trying to get that new electronics the day after Thanksgiving.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's hilarious. Uh,
0: Wouldn't that be just that would? Maybe we should change that. You know, just to have people bum rush Jim Schwartz as he's getting the bad news in the in the door front of a Walmart or something. Well, like
1: Well, I'm sure that happens. I, I I doubt that all these teams have the, the great tech that uh, we all wish they'd have with how they fire people. I'm sure it's news to to some of them, I think, the Cleveland guy. Oh, gosh.
0: You know, you're not wrong there, by the way, too, Eric, though, is that everybody can take a look at the Chiefs and wonder, you know, I've already heard that people believe Houston or Tampa could be next year's version of this year's Chiefs, that everybody's looking to see if you change the coach and if you change the mantra and clean house, that you're just one season away from being what the Andy Reid-led Chiefs did this year.
1: Well, here, here's the thing. I mean, Tampa's has assembled a, a pretty darn good, you know, staff or a, a roster down there, and the, you know, with the way the NFL obviously is set up with the schedule, they'll they'll be in the same position we were this year. You know, we got beef and trouble for our schedule this year, and and I, I all year long I'm screaming, where does the term "any given Sunday" come from? It comes from fact that these are professional football players and that we all know that on every any day any team in the NFL can beat each other because they're at the top of the game, except when it's the Kansas City Chiefs. All of a sudden now we have a weak schedule and we're beating <laughs> up on these poor poor little teams, the New York Giants and the Cowboys and the Eagles, and all our schedule suck. So don't get me started on that. We don't get the respect I think we deserve. It's called any given Sunday because every team is good. They're professional football players, so I don't buy all that.
0: Yeah, I mean, now, and Chase Daniel almost knocked the, knocked the Chargers out of the playoffs, and you could even say that they did because of what happened on the, the Ryan Suckup field goal.
1: Yeah, that, that, that was unfortunate. Ryan, Ryan Suckup missed the kick, but the referees effed up. <laughs> I was going to say the whole word, and then I really... You can. I mean, we uh, can
0: bleep it out, though. Yeah, Ry-
1: oh, okay. Ryan... Ryan Suckup missed the field goal, but the referees fucked up by not calling an illegal an illegal
3: formation.
0: <laughs> now you're going to put the bad thought in my head. I'm going to go on the air next week talking about the Chiefs and Ryan Suckup, and I might drop the wrong word now. No, you'll be fine, Eisen. You're a professional. <laughs> we're all prof- Any given Sunday.
1: It, 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 any day you can <laughs> drop it. You can drop the F-bomb and you're out, man. Just be. You'll be. How many years you been there now?
0: (laughs) Ten years. Ten years and out.
1: You'll be ten and done. Like uh, what's his name was one and done in Cleveland. That's yeah, Chudzinski. Uh, Yeah, right. Yeah, Chud. The Chud. Now you know (laughs) the 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 whole that whole thing for Pittsburgh. It stinks. But I like what you know. Mike Tomlin was like spot on with his press conference about it. It's like you know they had the chance to win and they and they didn't win. But it's unfortunate that that. So much so many people's lifestyles and and uh you know paychecks depend on no doubt on, on that kind of stuff, but yeah. you know referees aren't perfect they are an imperfect system, and true football fans I think know that you know football's a game of life it's everything can't go your way all the time and mistakes happen, and you put yourself in a better situation to, to not have to rely on a on a mess up by the ref.
0: Yeah, the, the old phrase, play better than the ref's ref. You know, if you yeah. play better, then you don't have to, you're not going to be held beholden to needing a field goal against San Diego 3,000 miles away if you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, you know. And, yeah. and, and that said, though, uh, one of my favorite tweets I got on Monday after I tweeted about, you know, Steeler fans are upset about this, uh, somebody said, wow, Steelers hosed out of a playoff game. That's funny. Signed the 2005 Seattle Seahawks. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's, 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 that's good right there. You know,
0: bitter, bitter, don't, bitter.
1: Forgets. No, you don't forget, man. You don't for, did you see the thing today about the Cleveland Browns fan that uh, had a sign out in front of uh, the Browns organization that said, thanks for the 15 years of, you know, crappiness or whatever the sign said, and they, they kicked him over to the other side of the street. Is that right? Yeah, it's a funny picture. He's got a brown bag on his face, wearing orange and brown, and he's holding this tragic mm-hmm. sign, and they moved him across the street, and I read the comments under it, and it said, well, at least by kicking him over to the other side of the street, he gained 10 yards.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's like, did you did you see that about the, the Browns fan who died this year? The obituary, wrote. Well,
1: a Chiefs Chief fan did it last year.
0: What? Saying, having a, a pallbearers? Did you see... Did, Cheap, oh, no. what's, what's the Yeah, design? the, the oh, Browns the family is a longtime Browns fan who died, and the family said he requested Cleveland Browns to be his pallbearers so the Browns can let him down one last time.
1: Oh, my God! It said
0: that in print.
1: <laughs> this is great. Well, last year, you know, a Kansas City Chiefs fan in the obituary in the Kansas City Star after last season, you know, said he died of, of you know, heart complications of being disappointed by the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> i'm like that is the way to go man that is a guy with a great sense of humor he gets the last laugh they did an interview with the, the kid's son that said you know he he wanted to do that i'm like that is that is really funny man i i would i hope i i i meet my maker making some
0: laugh like that. <laughs> yeah you'll you'll meet your maker complaining about how the bra the chiefs can't draft a guard you know that's yeah. that's you man that's the hardcore well
1: you know Don uh he changed my mind on because I wasn't. I he he came on this season and I got to see him in person. Obviously, this these last two games, I was down on the sideline. That man's two legs together. <laughs> like when he stands with his legs together, his legs are as big as I think they're bigger than my chest. I would like to know the circumference of his two legs.
0: <laughs> you know what? We being in the NFL Network, we could probably find that out. That- we
1: have to be able to find out. I'm I'm guessing his legs would wear a size 52 jacket. <laughs> That's my guess.
0: A barrel-chested legged man that oh Don my Terry Poe.
1: He is an impressive individual and he doesn't stop. He doesn't stop, man. His his uh, ticker is good for a defensive lineman. And I, you know, listen, we've got the defense to do it. If Houston and Tom Ali are there and, and and we all we know that the losses came when those two guys got hurt. It happened in the San Diego game and the and when those guys are coming from the outside and the pressure's there, it's good. And we showed yesterday we have the depth. I mean, I think what Andy Reid saw yesterday is we get, we need to get maybe some more guys on the field a little bit.
0: Yeah, and and, uh, and the issue is is can you put the pressure on Andrew Luck to the point where – or get them in the hole? That's been the Colts' problem in the second half of the season ever since Reggie Wayne went out was the digging themselves these monstrous holes that Trent Richardson certainly can't dig him out of. And without Reggie Wayne, the weapons at Andrew Luck's disposal cannot help um, bridge the gap. A couple of times he was able to do it against Houston on our Thursday night game at Tennessee. The Colts were able to do that. That's the key is can your offense that has been that offense has not been the problem. I mean, you, nope. you the last few weeks for Kansas City.
1: Well, we're you know, and we started off everybody questioning whether we could score points and what you know if if Alex would throw the ball down the field and I think you know we've uncorked the offense enough that we've proven it. Heck, we put up what we put twenty whatever we put up against San Diego with with our backup offense. You know, so we we uh, we can score the points. We just have to get pressure. Andrew Luck is 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 a good quarterback, but he's 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 gettable. We can get in his head. We just have to do it. And we have to. Be in the right place at the right time.
0: Right, and uh, obviously you don't know where you'd go if you, if you win. Uh, would it be to New England or Denver? Either way, that's those, those are tough, tough, tall orders. When it's all said and done, though, heart of hearts, who do you think? Uh, who do you think wins the Super Bowl, Eric? Yeah, that's where we're yeah. at right now. I, I think I the, the the Super Bowl champion I I think will be the Seattle Seahawks. I feel the same way too right now. Although Denver could do. I, Patriots, there's so many out there. The Niners can, can put the pedal to the metal, and there's always one team that surprises you. There's always one. Maybe it's your Chiefs. You never know.
1: Well, wouldn't that be something? <laughs> I'll be. You know what's so funny is I'll be in New York the week before the Super Bowl. We have to go back to work right after the Super Bowl. I'm taking my mom to New York City for the first time, and I'm doing Letterman and, and taking her to see Broadway shows.
3: Oh, fantastic.
1: Never But I, I, I'm i leaving on Thursday. You know, okay. I'm going to be there Saturday to Thursday. But I've 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 left it a little bit open with the hotel that I'm staying at, and it said,
0: "Good for you." Just there's in case, a, there's that window, there's a
1: chance that I may be <laughs> extending my stay in, in New York City, and I and I told uh, the organization there, Arrowhead, last week. I said, "Well, I'll see I'll see you in New York." and they said
0: yes okay <laughs> they said yeah. they said yes
1: yeah positive uh, positive thought man but they've done a great job there you know the hunt family and and the kansas city chiefs organization are they're they're top notch top notch great uh organization and every every city says their fans deserve it but i'm telling you kansas city fans are are smart educated loud fans that cook good barbecue in the in the in the in the parking lot before the game, and we deserve what we got this season, which is a winner, and, and that's thanks to Andy Reid, and his his staff, and dedication of the players. Man, it's awesome. It's a it's a good time to be a Chiefs fan.
0: Well, enjoy the playoff game. You're the first and of the weekend. You don't have to note, wait too long. So,
1: on a side note, yes. the, the football life on NFL Network is unbelievable.
0: Oh, great! Thank you. We'll pass that along. Is there anyone in particular that you liked, or
1: well, I love the Marty shot. Marty one, one obviously. Sure. Marty one was great with the Jerome Brown and uh, Reggie. Reggie White one was great, but this Vince Lombardi one—I mean, they—they're really messing with my emotions here. They, <laughs> they tease me with part one, and I got to wait a week for part two. But yeah. I'm telling you, these these these—you need to get the PR team and get these into win Emmys. These are good, good documentaries. Well, good, thanks. Good.
0: I'm glad you. I'm glad you you say that. It you know, there's a lot of hardworking people, NFL films, and, and the network that put that together. And the Marty Schottenheimer one—you uh, know, I, I knew it was on. I didn't know I was in it. But any time that I'm on from, like, my part of my career from 96 to 2001, uh, whether it's on ESPN or ESPN2 or ESPN Classic or anywhere, I know I'm on because I get tweets about how I have hair. If yeah, there,
1: that's hilarious. Well, wait, is there a Steve Sable one?
0: Uh, yeah, there was a Steve yeah. Sable one, okay, which was, was spectacular. It yeah, It was incredible. That,
1: that when, well, when you, when you were on TV and announced uh, his death and, and, and that, that was a, really a, a – powerful moment he was a he was a great oh, guy and, and the kansas city connection i didn't know that that he was in kansas city
0: uh yeah yeah when he uh when he first fell ill he was mm-hmm. i mean yeah those those series are are incredible and the marty one was really good too the marty one was yeah. really good you
1: you see the emotion he has
0: there oh, he's an emotional guy pretty I mean, pretty cool hey eric enjoy the playoff game like i said yep. nobody saw it coming you got it maybe you win it um and you move on and then we'll chat longer
1: yep Thanks, Rich. You bet. Thank and con- you very
0: much. No, thank you. And congrats on the, uh, the big Buffalo Wild Wing Bowl victory. Congratulations yeah, on that. Can
1: you just say, you know, go Cats or something like that? Uh, you know what? Uh, wow. Purple pride, Rich. Purple pride. Wow. Purple
0: pride. Purple pride, baby. Go Cats. All right. I have to I mean, I, I have to say something. The
1: Wildcat Nation just went crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Eric. You Bye take right. care.
0: Good old Eric Stone Street.
4: That was great.
2: The purple pride there, you know. Remember that video we pulled of him? Of yeah. course, yeah. Oh yeah,
0: from Northwestern. Yeah, that, that wasn't just Kansas State. I it know was it was
2: Northwestern. Northwestern, but they're still purple. So figured he got it. I don't think he liked it, but he
4: got it. How yeah. About, how about him being zero and two at Chiefs games? I wonder if he's gonna gonna go. I, I don't think he's going to Indy.
2: The Super Bowl will be interesting, though. I liked how he said the hotel block is floated. You know, yeah. he doesn't want to jinx it by booking <laughs> it. But uh,
0: Stone Street was part of our Thanksgiving special last year, right? Yeah. Yes. By the way, I, I, my timeline blew up from the holiday special. Blew up.
2: It was. It Which was. was yeah, my great. Right? So, Brock great, great job, job did, to uh, to, awesome to you guys and
4: and, and and thanks to everyone for the yeah, for the kind words. You crushed it, man. It was fun, man. Glad it came out. Everybody
0: liked it. Our our editor too. Paul crushed it. Yeah, that was good stuff.
2: You know the continuity with that set falling apart. It was funny too the way.
0: Mortified at the time. I was so
2: mortified. In the moment, I didn't realize you said like you were complimenting the set dressing to the guys, and you guys started talking about it. And then when I, you know, we were watching the edit in the bay, I'm like, man, they said that about six minutes too early. (laughs) I was mortified at the time. Mortified,
0: but it all worked out. It all worked out. Um. So we're gonna pick our 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 playoff
2: our playoff fantasy challenge, challenge yep.
0: in a moment. But first, let's walk through this bracket. Let's make heads or tails of who's gonna win this weekend and what it means moving forward.
2: Sure. And oh. then, just so people know, for the pick'em game. Um we, we do have a leader right now, but that actually extends all the way through the postseason oh, so too. So we keep picking. So that's not paid right. off yet. So uh, keep right. doing pickums for that but
0: too. But we're going. We're going again. We're going to put the winner of the fantasy challenge on the show.
4: Are we yes. doing the same with the pickum winner?
2: Team? The, the pickum winner, I think we were giving uh, out we or people, yeah. p- shirts, a bunch of people, people shirts. They get a shirt. And uh, I got to listen back to what our exact prize was. We make a lot of promises here. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yeah. Unkept. <laughs> There's
2: a guy in Germany that still hasn't phoned in yet, yeah. but that was his fault. Uh, no actually, the, I, I
0: think I remember it. The winner of the uh, Pick'Em Challenge gets uh, Chris Brockman coming to their house to give fake gifts to fake their gifts children. Fake gifts to their children. There to you get, go. To get their children's hopes up, only to dash them. Ebenezer Brockman
2: work. over there. Wow. Come on.
0: <laughs> Let's get to Chaz. He's on the phone. Charles Barkley. Pleased to have back on the Rich Eisen podcast. We did this a couple of years ago. Um, where we had this guest come on and pretty much predict the playoffs as if they were the a bracket. And who better to do that than a man who is the, uh, the multiple Emmy Award-winning analyst for the NBA on TNT, as well as one of the 50 greatest basketball players in the history of that game, Charles Barkley. How are you, Charles?
5: Man, I'm doing one. Is that a joke or not? They're paying me to watch basketball. Now they're giving me trophies. Can you believe this?
0: It's incredible. Yeah, you know what? Irvin calls it the the tight booty lady. Is what he calls the Emmy award, the trophy itself. <laughs>
5: hey, listen. That just get. Hey, it's always an honor because you know I don't ever feel like I win the Emmy because, as you know. The people who have to do all the work are behind the scenes. We just go on camera for a few minutes and have fun. That's right. But the people who have to do the hard work, I'll be happy for them.
0: And I'll tell you, you know, you you work with one of the best. Ernie Johnson is as good as it gets. He's a Rolls-Royce television host who you work he, with.
5: He's the, he's the best. He does a great job with golf. I mean... Uh, he does a great job with baseball. I mean, the thing—the only thing that sucks about Ernie is he has to go up against Bob Costas. I think well, Bob Costas won like twenty-five straight Emmys, and, he, and unfortunately, Ernie's in the same category.
0: Well, uh, Charles, you're you're talking to another one. I I lost to Bob last year, and I I was with I, I, I nominated with Ernie, and the worst thing is, Charles, as you know, you've been to this event. Uh, we, they save us for the last, so it's like three and a half hours long, and the inevitable happens.
5: Well, you know what? I got to teach you a little trick. Please. Okay. I went to the Emmys like six, seven years in a row and lost every year. Mm -hmm. And then it sucks. You have to sit there and act like you have happy You just lost. (laughs) So I quit going. And then now I won the last two that I didn't go. You can't go to the thing. That's the only way you can win.
0: You know, Harry Carson finally got into the Pro Football Hall of Fame the year after he said, I'm not coming anymore. I don't want to I don't want to be nominated anymore. So you might be yeah. on something.
5: You know, it really sucks to sit there and you have to smile. It's kinda like you're at the Oscars. Yeah. And you have to you have to sit there and act like you're happy that you just got nominated. <laughs> I said Well, why don't you just wanna get nominated? You wanna, you want to win at of course. least one time.
0: Of course, everyone asks me what my what my if I've written an acceptance speech because I've not I've been nominated three times. I did lose to Ernie one year, which is just to switch it up. That's great, but I mean, they, my, my my speech is clap and smile as Bob walks to the stage. That's what I write down on a piece of paper.
5: Well, yeah, listen, it was so funny because, like I say, I quit going. I went to like say, I can't remember either six or seven years in a row when I got nominated, and I had to sit there with that silly look on my face. <laughs> And then I say I'm not going anymore. They're like you gotta go. I said I don't have to go. It's not in my contract. I have to go. And now I've been blessed and fortunate to win the last couple. Mm-hmm. So I and I said good because I don't want to sit there with that silly look on your face like oh just happy to get nominated.
0: Who is the one you lost to? Cause it Collinsworth. Who you lost to?
5: I've lost I lost to Collinsworth like uh, five or six years in a row, somewhere in there. Wow.
0: So it helps that he's in the booth. I can't,
5: booth. Even, I can't even believe they're giving us focus to, to talk about sports. I <laughs> I'd be happy with just getting paid to do it.
0: Oh man, you're the and you're but you're it's it's worth it. You're worthy of it. You're the best because I mean you sit there and you're just yourself, which is not easy to do. It is not easy to do. Just be yourself and and you've you know and I feel that way sitting next to Dion. Charles you've 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 walked it you know what I mean you have walked it so you can talk it and you could say you could say what's on your mind because you have that resume and that experience to back it up I feel that same way sitting next to prime every time
5: well you know you guys gotta have an excellent show I'm a football degenerate I just love it like yesterday you know watching all the last week of the regular season it was unbelievable They had so much excitement in those games yesterday you know i tell people everything just felt perfect for the Chargers yesterday and they mm-hmm. still got them all and i was so proud of the Kansas City Chiefs to deactivate all those players and for those backups to go out there and compete like that man that's just what sports is all about and and then i watched that entire Cowboys Eagles game right. last night and you got to feel i feel for Tony Romo uh I, you know cuz it's just Such a tough thing, you know, to get a bad break like that—the last game before the regular season—and I thought Kyle Arden played pretty well. If it did not have played all season, but just just they got a bad break. And I feel for Jason Witten because I love watching Jason Witten play. Uh, but that was just a uh, that was just a really good game.
0: But what, do you, do you think Romo? Because I'm I'm a Romo fan. Um, I I you know I, I think he is not the reason why the Cowboys finish eight and eight every year. But he is the Cowboy quarterback. You know, with Aikman and Staubach being the lineage of this franchise, and he does just have this penchant to throw that pick with less than three minutes to go that either crushes the hopes of the team or allows the opponent to have life breathed into it. And I'm wondering where you you stand on Romo.
5: I think Tony Romo gets a bad rap, to be honest with you. If you go back and you just look, they've had arguably the worst defense the last two years in the NFL. Probably the worst, to be honest with you. And has he made some mistakes? I think when you're under so much pressure to have to score pretty much every time you got the ball, I think you do take some chances that you wouldn't normally take. I I do. I think when you're playing, you know, they obviously fired uh, Rob Ryan last year and money has been been worse this year.
3: Mm
5: -hmm. I think when you have to score so many points every game, I think it puts you in an awkward situation, to be honest with you. And I and I think listen, I, it's not my job to criticize coaches, but I th- I don't think the coaches have done a fabulous job with the with the, with the Cowboys because you go back to that Green Bay game they had the huge lead at halftime, but them to throw the ball just as many time as the Packers when you got a two touchdown lead and all you got to do like Herm Edwards I think is great on television, <laughs> I think he is great mm-hmm. I do. And he talked about he says, I would have told my coaches at halftime, listen man, we got a twenty three to six lead. We're gonna run the ball. We're gonna run the ball. And if you go back and look at the stats, it's ridiculous for a team that's got a three touchdown lead to throw the team to throw the ball as much as the team that was had to throw the ball to, to try to come back. That to me I, that is a. That's just a. That's a fair criticism of the coaching staff. That was just ridiculous, to be honest with
0: you. Yeah, and you are talking about the offense, and it, it the the league set another standard for a fourth consecutive year for uh, the most points scored in a season. It just keeps going up and up and up, and yet you take a look at the teams, at, at, certainly atop the NFC, Seattle, San Francisco. Carolina, the Saints, those are the top defenses in the league. And I, I, you just wonder if defense really can win championships anymore. I know that's sort of a basketball term, that defense wins championships. But as Warren Sapp says, it just gives you a chance. Now offense can win it for you. Would you agree with that?
5: I 100%, 100% agree with Warren uh, because, you know, they've changed the rules. with the you just gave, I think they've been a little bit unfair to the defenses now. I mean I think they they made it so offensive happy uh listen you're going to have to score and I think if you look at the teams in in the NFC the two best teams are probably uh well Seattle and San Francisco who have great defenses but I think if you can get 21 points or 24 points on those teams I think you've got a chance of winning I do I think they both are inconsistent offensively. I think if you look at throughout the season, they, uh, they've both been inconsistent. I think if you can get to that magic number of 24, I think you've got a really good chance of beating those teams. Uh, and Ward is 100% correct because the way the game is set up now, uh, you you really are at 21 points uh, if you can, if you got a great quarterback or good quarterback. Because if you go look at the NFL now, you can go back and even look at college football, Everything is dictated by how good your quarterback is. That's been the most amazing thing watching football all year. And that's why it's my favorite sport, because it takes a man to get out there. Hmm. But if you look at all the teams are good, they all got good quarterbacks. And all the teams are bad, got bad quarterbacks, (laughs) or inconsistent quarterbacks. It's amazing. I mean, it's just amazing.
0: And Carolina, you take a look, obviously they've got a good defense, a very good defense offensively their quarterback cam newton guy who won mm-hmm. that glass egg for your alma mater in an undefeated season what he has done this year is is transformed from the neck up we all know what he's been able to do physically his attributes are off the charts but neck up that touchdown pass that he threw to greg olson to put carolina in the lead in atlanta where he hung in the pocket forever he would have been out the gate a long time ago in the two previous years he ran through his prog- progressions He's been phenomenal. I'd love for you to just run down a kid who you've been watching play football for a long time, clearly being an Auburn guy and what he has become and and your your relationship with him.
5: Well, I don't know him that well. I've met him, you know, a few times, but we're we're not friendly. I, I just want, I watch a lot of Carolina games cuz he's an Auburn guy. Right. You know, you know, it's interesting uh when you know, I always, you know, fans always want to know stuff about different sports and I said uh, this was a huge year for Cam because he obviously regressed last year. Because I always tell people, fans think when the guys have great rookie or freshman season, they call it a sophomore slump. I said, dude, there's no such thing as a sophomore slump. Because fans want to tend like, oh, he's got he got all cocky and conceited after having a great rookie or freshman year. We say it all the time in sports. I said, dude, nobody gets cocky or overcome it after one year. I said other teams make adjustment your second year. They have a lot of tape on you. That's what a sophomore slump is. So so these fans who think like guys get over, overconfident and cocky after a rookie or a freshman season, I say, that's not what happens. Pay attention. You know, these other people got pros and good players and scouts too. Mm-hmm. So they adjust to you. So I was really curious to watch Cam this year because this year it becomes – he had to make your adjustments get better from the neck up. And he made that. And you saw, it. it I thought, uh, RG3 regressed this year. Uh, you know, I thought uh, Colin Kaepernick regressed this year. Because these teams, they got pro players, too. They got good coaches. And now, next year, when you see, like, Cam, he took that next step mentally. Now it's going to be up to Kaepernick. RG3, those guys, to see what they're going to do next year. I uh, see that's the part that I like. You know, one thing that's ruining the NBA right now is we get so enamored with talent. You know, well oh, oh, these guys can all run and jump. I just so kind of dear, but I wouldn't put them in an NBA game. <laughs> and we have a bunch of teams that are trash right now who got, yeah, they got some talented players but they have no idea how to play the game and I feel bad for the fans. Because you look, the Spurs, you know, Duncan don't play half the time. You know they don't play half the time. And they still win because they play very smart and they play hard. They got the best coach in the NBA. They got the best point guard in the NBA. But they don't do anything to play hard and they play smart. You know, you look at a team. I'll give you an example, and I'm not bashing on this team. The Detroit line would be a perfect example of a team that's got a bunch of talent they don't have no clue, any clue how to play football. You know, you see it. Like in the NBA, I could go over a bunch of teams like that who have a bunch of talent, but they're never going to win. But when I watch that Detroit, Detroit line teams play, you like, wow, man, they got a lot of talent, but they have no idea how to play football. Uh, and it's frustrating to watch because you're, pro- I'm a fan. Uh, you know, I'm a fan. I want to see greatness Anytime I watch sports, I want to see greatness. And it frustrates me when I see bad basketball. It just drives me crazy. But I'll, to get back to your original question, man, I was really proud of Cam because, you know, listen, Steve Young, who is terrific on television, I always says something. He says, yeah, I like – everybody gets excited about these young running quarterbacks. That's one thing you don't see, though, is old running quarterbacks. <laughs> you, you've got to learn how to play the game – in the pocket. And you know, our, our, our G3 looks like he's got a ton of talent. But if he keeps running the football, he's going to keep getting hurt. You've got to learn to play the quarterback position from the pocket. Uh, you know, it's exciting. Yeah, you might it might break a run every now and then, but this option stuff, you're gonna get your quarterback killed. That's what you're gonna do.
0: You're already hearing with RG three what you're talking about with Cam that he that 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 he's already read too much of his own headlines. That he's selling too many five dollar footlongs. You know, you are already hearing that sophomore re- believing too much of his own stink. You know what I mean? You're already hearing well, I,
5: that. He, you know, it's it, he you know. Listen, that, that's one thing about sports, it will always humble you. And you have to keep getting better. You have to keep getting better. And the quarterback position, uh, I don't like saying that, but it's probably the hardest position to play in sports because you have to have so much to do. And it's going to be interesting because this going to be his third year. Uh, he's going to be in the exact same situation that Cam was in last year. Cam had a, a terrible year last year. And he got it together mentally. Uh, and he came back and had a monster year. So now it, it's going to be a lot of pressure on RG3 to come back, and, and mentally. But the number one thing, though, he's got to get rid of that football, man. He can't keep taking those hits. You know, those, you know, you your body can't take those hits as a quarterback when you're out there trying to run.
0: Yeah, I love that you mentioned the Spurs as a as an analogy. Because to me, Popovich is the Belichick of the NBA. That's No he, question. You know?
5: Uh, no question. They, they both... Uh, They're they are the best two coaches in their sports right now. But the thing that they do, they do it like, okay, this is how we're going to do it, and if you're not going to do it this week, you're not going to be here. I mean, you go back last year. The Spurs might have won a champion but they had, if they had kept Steven Jackson on the team. Uh, people forget that. And the Spurs said, no, 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 he's not doing it our way. And they cut him right before the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I, I, And I know Bill Belichick pretty well. He's, he's a great coach. He's going to do it his way, the right way. And if you don't do it his way, you because it's amazing to me. You know, I was looking at the stats. Yesterday. They've won 12 games the last four years. And to me, he's not going to get coach of the year this year. <laughs> but, but this might be his best coaching job. With, with, with Gronk, uh, with the, the whole Aaron Hernandez situation, with Gronk being out half the season and rest of the season, uh I mean and 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 with the wide receivers they got the only constant uh, they got three terrific running backs I like them all but with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick man they are so amazing uh it, it's just a pleasure to watch them work man
0: we talked about that last week. That everybody expects Belichick. You know, he's the modern day Lombardi. Everyone expects greatness out of him, or they just expect him to squeeze whatever pulp he can out of whatever players that he puts on his roster. But this this should not be taken for granted. I mean, every he rechanged his offense to have a two tight end set with Gronkowski and Hernandez, and he lost them both—one forever, and one for however long he can stay healthy. And then he and then and then Welker's gone. Yeah. It is really remarkable. I and mean, then defensively, he loses he loses a bunch of players right up the middle, too, which is like baseball in a defense. You can't lose the guys up the middle. It is incredible that they're the two-seed going into the playoffs it's, this year. It's,
5: it's flat-out incredible. He, when, listen, well, I, I remember when he lost Wolfolk, I was like, oh, my goodness, that guy is pretty much irreplaceable. Mm-hmm. And, and then uh, Amendola has been in and out all year. I mean, and like I said, to lose Gronk missed the first half of the season. I think Gronk probably only played three games, right?
0: (laughs) He 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 played about six, but he scored about eighteen thousand times. He's 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 a beast. I mean, he's he's an absolute beast. beast.
5: But for them to win twelve games, that shows uh, their greatness as a coach and a quarterback. But to do that, and people take it so for granted, I mean, it's just remarkable. It's not that easy. I think we take winning for granted. You know, I think about it. You know, the the, the Ravens had they win the Super Bowl. They don't even make the playoffs this year. You know, uh, I know they lost a lot of guys, but Belichick, they make the playoffs. The only year they missed the playoffs, they still won 10 games that year, if I remember correctly, with Matt Castle at quarterback.
0: It's 11.
5: Uh, Yeah, but we just take it for granted. I mean, it's unbelievable. We did the same thing with Phil Jackson and, and Pat Riley when he was still coaching. They never won Coach of the Year. <laughs> you know, t- we just think like, oh, they're supposed to wear Like, well, this uh, Michael Jordan was on that team, and Scottie Pippen. You know, you know, Coach Belichick. He got Tom Brady, but I don't see a Scottie Pippen on that team. <sighs> no yeah
0: you're not wrong you're not wrong all right let's pick it now uh, last time we did this where we set it up like a bracket and you ran through it you correctly predicted the first ever nfc championship game between the bears and the packers that had never happened before and you nailed it <laughs> so the pressure's no i wouldn't say the pressure's on you've set the bar high let's put it that way you
2: had this seattle upset too. yeah
0: you had a seattle i think you had seattle beating the saints yeah. i mean you were out of your skull that year uh, when no one hey, thought
2: there's yeah. The Saints, well, listen,
5: when I get the Saints outdoors, I feel pretty confident that nothing good going to happen.
0: Well, and certainly, so let's start with that one. The Saints in Philadelphia, uh, do you think Chip Kelly moves forward uh, against I, the Saints? I, do.
5: I, I. You know what? I, I figured out something about the, uh, the, the Saints. I watched them two weeks ago when they went to Detroit. Was it Detroit that they played indoors? The Saints? Yeah.
0: No, they played the Rams indoors. The and Rams, they got waxed. The
5: Rams. And I wanted to see, was it mental? Because they were playing outdoors on the grass, and it wasn't. They have a mental block on playing on the road. <laughs> because that game was in the Dome.
3: Mm-hmm. And
5: they should have been comfortable playing in the Dome, but they were not comfortable. That tells me they have a mental block of just playing on the road, not just outdoors. Because they should have beaten the Rams.
0: So you say the Eagles move forward. The Uh, Eagles move forward. Okay. The 49ers and the Packers, what a great game. This is going to be a rematch of last year's divisional battle in which Colin Kaepernick said he could overhear the arguing in the defensive huddle because of how poorly they were playing. And then there was the week one battle in San Francisco. This one's in Lambeau Field. What do you think of this one, Charles?
5: I'm going to take the upset. I'm going to go with the 49ers.
0: So the 49ers go on the road. They are, I think they're just a better team. They're just better top to bottom. But Aaron Rodgers is a difference maker.
5: He is a difference maker. But I think that the 49ers, they, I love their, their defense. But I think they realize that getting Crabtree back, I think, made their offense more dynamic. Uh, and I think it's really going to make a difference uh, uh, up in Green Bay.
0: So you then said, wow, what a divisional weekend. That's the Eagles in Carolina. As the Eagles are the three-seed, they would go to the two-seed Carolina, setting up a third 49ers at Seattle battle. How great that That's be? the divisional round. Incredible. Uh, before we get to that, let's go to the AFC. The Chargers get in, um, thanks to the, eking one out against the, the second part of the depth chart of Kansas City. They're in Cincinnati. What do you make of the Bengals, Charles?
1: Bengals,
5: to me, may be the best team uh, in the AFC uh I do. I think they might be the best. I think they got the most weapons on offense. Now, uh, the, well, that depends on West Walker. Now, mm-hmm. that depends on West Walker. I actually think the Bengals. I'm, I'm gonna take the Bengals. I'm gonna ride the Bengals. It, it, I got to figure out the matchups because you got to wait and okay. see what happened the first week to see the second round matchup. Yes, but I got the Bengals. I think the Bengals gonna beat the Chargers pretty good. So you're honestly. drinking the
0: Bengal juice. You like the Bengal I juice, as we refer the, to. And listen,
5: a- AJ Green is a flat out stud. You know, I understand about Megatron and Detroit, but A.J. Green to me is like, wow. He's just a man. I love watching him play. Uh, But, you know, they get a little inconsistent with Andy Dalton. But A.J. Green, I'm going with Cincinnati in that game. Okay, so you
0: got the Bengals winning at home. They didn't lose at all at home this year, by the way. They went 8 0. Uh, in the jungle, and then the Chiefs and the Colts, a rematch of a Week 16 game in which the Colts put the bang thing on Kansas City. In Kansas City, this one's in Indianapolis with Andrew Luck. Do you think a- Andrew Luck gets his first career playoff win, Charles? I, I do. I
5: think Andrew Luck gets his first career playoff win. I think he's a stud. I think he's the best young quarterback uh, in the NFL, in my opinion. I think once they adjusted to losing Reggie Wayne, I think they, they got it together after that. They played well the last two or three weeks. So I think they win that game.
0: Interesting. And that puts Andrew Luck and the Colts in Peyton Manning's house. The Colts beating Peyton Manning earlier this season. That was in Indianapolis. But the guy who succeeds Peyton Manning in Indianapolis going to his house to maybe one-and-done him for a ninth time in his career, by the way. Nine. If you think about that, Charles. That's incredible.
5: They're not going to beat Denver in Denver, though.
0: Okay, so you're taking Peyton. Yes. Where do you stand on Peyton Manning? Because you hear you hear all the the stuff that as he says the narrative he wants to stick that where the sun don't shine that he can't win in the cold. Well, that
5: I think the only thing that I feel bad for Peyton because number one, if he doesn't win the Super Bowl, they're going to crush him, and that sucks. The guy's one of the great greatest quarterbacks ever, but if 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 they don't get to the Super Bowl and win it, uh, the critics are gonna crucify him, you know. And, and that's and that sucks. But that's part of our business. It's like you know, uh, you know, I'm watching all these NFL coaches get fired today, and uh, it sucks. But that's just the way. That's just a negative of our business, you know. I, I, it's it's not it's not right or wrong. That's just how it is. If you're a coach, you're gonna get fired. And every Monday when the season ends, uh, you just have to look at all these coaches who're gonna get fired. And for Peyton Manning, he's got that level of anticipation. He's so great. If, if he does not win the Super Bowl or at least get to the Super Bowl, the head, the people on television are going to crucify him, and that's just unfortunate, but that's just the way it is.
0: But you say he is not one and done. He's going to take care of Andrew Luck and the Colts at home. The Bengals have to yeah. go to New England. I know you're high on the Bengals, but they're going to have to I try. I am high and... on
5: the Bengals, but I'm, I think I'm higher on Bill Belichick. <laughs>
0: Okay, so you got the Patriots winning at home, which sets up the AFC championship game that CBS Sports is on its hands and knees for, praying to the football gods every single day between now and then. That would be New England at Denver. Before we get to that, uh, Carolina hosts the Eagles in the divisional round in the NFC. Does Cam Newton move through there, or does Nick Foles somehow keep the Eagles alive?
5: I think Nick Foles moves along. Oh, wow. oh
0: wow. yeah,
5: I, I, I don't think Carolina can score enough. I think the Eagles are going to score at least 21 points. I do. I think the Eagles are going to score at least 21 points. And I'm not sure Carolina can score 24, 27 points.
0: We saw that in New Orleans in that one game against the Saints. They got down. They controlled the action early. Uh, yeah. But couldn't they? Couldn't they? Kept settling for field goals, and then Drew Brees got off.
5: And and, and I think, first of all, we don't know what's, what's going to happen with Steve Smith either.
0: That's true. They're hoping yeah, he'll so, be healthy by then. Yeah. Okay. So you like the Eagles, and who wins the matchup in Seattle between the Forty ers and the Seahawks? How monstrous think, that would be! I
5: think the four, I, I think the Seattle wins that one again.
0: Okay. You think the Seahawks win that one? Yeah, they're just – is it just because that's at home? You think it's that yeah, good? or I you, you?
5: but I, but I think the last two times the 49ers win there, I think they've lost like close to 75 to like race. 10.
0: Crushed. But you believe in Russell Wilson, I imagine.
5: I do believe in Russell Wilson, but I believe in Mr. Sherman and that defense more. Okay. I think
0: their defense <laughs> is
5: amazing. I love the swagger they play with, all their defensive backs, but I think that Sherman – he gives them such confidence, and I think he can shut down Crabtree. I think the key uh, is they got their their corners are big and fast enough. They can stick with Vernon Davis too, you know, because because he's always the wild card when you try to put a linebacker on him. He cannot run any linebacker, but their safeties are big enough and fast enough to play. With him, I think that's one of the reasons for the Niners' struggle with Seattle.
0: Mm-hmm. So you say Seattle.
5: They, they, actually, they got a lucky game, uh, the game that was in San Francisco. Seattle played great down there, people remember.
0: And they took care of business with a Frank Gore, busted it up, and they, they ran the clock down the Niners, took yeah. care of it eventually. So you say the Seahawks, so it'll be Seahawks and Eagles. For the right to play in the Super Bowl, and 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 who wins that NFC Championship game, Charles?
5: Well, see, I think Seattle's going to the Super Bowl. I just think they're on a mission. You know, I, the, the only thing concern me is that that one hiccup against the Cardinals. But I still think that that that's going to help them. So they won't relax at home. I, I, that's why I think that. You know, but they hadn't lost at home in two years, so I think like that was a wake up call for them. So I think that loss. You know, sometimes you hear coaches talking about good losses. That might be a good loss for Seattle because now they won't take winning at home for
0: granted. Mm -hmm. And then the AFC Championship game that everybody's looking forward to, Brady at Peyton. Who do you have in that one, Charles?
5: You know what? I can't go against my man Belichick, man. I just think his week-to-week planning is phenomenal. And I just got to go with Bill. I do. I just got to go with Bill. I trust him and Tom Brady. We we take them for granted. They're always ready to play, man. They're, I got to tell you something. I sit down and watch them play the Baltimore Ravens two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. It was one of the most complete football games dominated from start to finish that I've seen in a long time.
0: And nobody expects it. Anytime you don't expect it, they crush it. It's unbelievable.
5: It's, it's, because that was a big game for the Ravens, huge. And for them to go, yeah, but for them to go down, I think the final score was like forty-one to, to seven, and they were just, you know, they're like they're like Alabama in football to me. Like Nick Saban. One, when I watch the Crimson Tide play, I'm an Auburn fan. I don't want to get that twisted. I'm no, an I'm
0: Auburn not, fan. I know that.
5: But when I watch Alabama and New England play. And I heard Herb Street talking about it one time. They play at the same level all the time. They don't have games. They get up high and get down low. You know, they play at an even kill. They treat every game like a business trip. And that's what I think when I watch Alabama play and when I watch the Patriots play they don't have games when you, they don't have games where they're up and down you know how like sometimes you get motivated for a game when you're playing against a good team when you're playing against a bad, bad team you play down to their level alabama and new england play and that's that's the greatness of Nick Saban and Bill Belichick like they have their team like it's a business trip we don't get too high we don't get too low It's remarkable to watch them two guys coach.
0: Well, it would be remarkable to see Tom Brady go for a potential fourth Lombardi Trophy in the home of the Jets and also in the home of the team that's denied him his last two attempts at the Lombardi Trophy in New York City and New Jersey in an outdoor Super Bowl, which we know Brady would excel at. And of all the NFC teams, I think that would excel in the cold weather. I think the Seahawks are, are... are best built for it, even though the Eagles play in it and the Packers play in it. I just think the Seahawks are the most complete NFC team to do it. Who would win that Super Bowl, that rematch of last year's uh, regular season matchup that really, in a way, sparked the Seattle Seahawks with Richard Sherman, the, uh, what, the, what was it? Were you mad at me, bro? You, you ma- mad, bro. bro. You mad, bro, as he said to Tom Brady afterwards. Who would win that rematch, Charles, to wrap this up?
5: I, I, I got the Seahawks winning the Super Bowl this year. Okay. Wow. I do. I think Seattle's going to win the Super Bowl this year.
0: Pete Carroll hoisting the Lombardi Trophy. Wow. That would be incredible. you just like that matchup?
5: I do like that matchup. I, because I think it's going to be Denver or New England. I'm going with Belichick because I just think his week-to-week planning is just phenomenal. And But I just think Seattle, like I say, I, I just think they, that defense they got, uh, you know, Marshall Lech is a beast. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson, like he he does selective scrambling, and like those other quarterbacks are trying to run that little read option, gonna get killed. Russell Wilson, when he scrambles, it's just to get a first down, and it works. Because and and I just I just think they're the team to beat this year.
0: Well, Charles, this is awesome. Before I let you go, uh, are you confident about the national championship game against Jameis Winston in Florida State? Are you confident about it? Feeling good?
5: You know, I prefer not to answer that question on your on your podcast.
0: <laughs> you don't want to make it known, or you don't want to throw uh, it out there. I, I will, uh,
5: uh, let me tell you something. I'm, I'm very concerned about Florida State. uh, uh they, they are there to obviously you know we've had an unbelievable year. Yes, uh, but I, I'm not overly confident uh, against Florida State. I got to admit that. I, I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be root for my Tigers. Uh, but I'm really concerned about Florida State because I think the Winston kid, first of all, I can't believe we let him get out of Alabama. Uh, I can't believe we let him get out of Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I'm really concerned about Florida State because when I watched them play, they looked like an SEC team. You know, I never worry about some of these teams that we play because when I watch SEC football, whether it's Alabama, Auburn, LSU, Texas A&M, teams like that, Georgia – I see big, strong, physical everything. Like, they, uh, you know, their wide receivers are big and physical. Their running backs are big and physical. And when I watch FSU play, they look on paper and on television, they look like uh, SEC teams. So that I'm really concerned about that.
0: And then paint the word picture for me when Chris Davis won the Iron Bowl for you. Where were you? You are in your basement? No, you're I
5: was in, in the stands. It was, you were there? It was one of the – it's the greatest sporting event that I've ever been at. Uh it's the Iron you know, I was in the – yeah, yeah. I'll be – you know, I was there tonight. The LeBron scored 33 points against the Pistons. I said, oh, yeah. that's the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. In the Eastern Conference Finals, like, like when he was playing for the Cavs, he scored 33 points. I said, this is the most incredible thing I've ever seen in my life. And um, – that was the greatest thing I had ever seen until taking that kick back uh, in the iron bowl. It was it was it was surreal to be honest with you. We were kind of in shock, uh, you know. You know, like it took us a few seconds to kind of comprehend what had just happened. To be honest with you,
0: Charles, thanks for calling in. You're the best. Let's let let's oh, do this yeah. more often if that's okay.
5: Between the time, my brother. You just let me know. Happy New Year to everybody.
0: Same to you, Charles, and enjoy the national championship game.
5: Thank you very much, War Eagle.
0: All right. That's Charles Barkley on the Rich Eisen podcast. Charles freaking Barkley everybody. Charles Bar- yeah, you know epic. It, it just it just shows you when you combine a world-class athlete with a world-class ability to communicate.
4: That's exactly what he is. And
0: the biggest personality you can ever find.
2: He he is in he's in that rare he's in that rare territory though of he can get away with more than most because he is who he is. Well, that's he's, why he's I was comp- true.
0: that's why I was comparing him to Dion. Yeah, I mean, Irvin's right. another another of that sort of personality in that regard. Marshall's been there and done that and walked. The, uh, he's another guy that sits up there and he can he can say whatever he darn well pleases because he's walked it. Yeah. But in terms of personalities, you know what I mean? Like gr- large personalities. Him and Dion are 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 as close to anybody that I've come across. Irvin, obviously, he's a he's a large personality too. But I I mean, I met Charles for the first time. Um, the charity, the Jimmy V charity that ESPN is so closely associated with, um, has they have a great tournament charity every year, charity tournament golf tournament in um, in Raleigh every year. Around Why rally
2: because uh, NC State, NC State yeah. got it.
0: And um, <clears throat> I would go there every year. Um, you know, after I left ESPN, um, I haven't gone because it's always held late August. You know, it's preseason, et cetera, et cetera. So, anyway, it's a great charity. Incredible work they do. The event is off the charts. And certainly in the late '90s, they had everybody under the sun. I mean, Jordan would show up too, and in North Carolina, right. and that's the end. And that's it. Doesn't matter what what part of the NC State, Duke, whatever, Jordan showing up, it's incredible, off the charts. Barkley would be there every year, and I got to meet him. And every year they had this unofficial Jimmy V event at a, a I forget the name of the place, but they had a it's a like a dive bar mm-hmm. where they sing karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> And um, <clears throat> karaoke, you now is a regular karaoke night, and I, I forget what night because it's like a multiple-day tournament. Well,
2: Rich, you don't really enjoy karaoke too much. You know, as you? we know, that's
0: been established on this, on this program. <laughs> and one year, Charles got Jordan on the stage, sat him in a chair, and Barkley serenaded him with I Believe I Can Fly.
4: Oh, wow.
0: And it was one of the greatest things I've ever witnessed. As Charles said, that the Iron Bowl was the greatest thing he's seen. <laughs> that topped LeBron's thirty straight points against right. the Pistons. That is one of the greatest things I have ever seen.
4: And this was late nineties, yeah, probably post Space Jam because that song well, was yeah. on the Space Jam soundtrack. But what I'm saying, well, my point is, is that there's no cell phones, there's no camera phones, there's none oh of that yeah, stuff no tweeting, no 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 no. That's no, what no, I mean. No, so no, like. Now, if that happened, yeah, it would immediately be on, immediately be yeah, on sure. TMZ and all that stuff. But now, like, you, it's just a great it's story. It's a memory for you, yeah. Right. That's I, awesome. I, I,
0: And I believe everyone prefers it that way. Although, I mean, that was – you met, Charles, Charles can sing like his golf swing.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I believe that. Don't attempt it.
2: <laughs> the Hank Haney uh, golf, the golf project was right. so, so good. It was so good. But Charles
0: is uh, – uh, when I met him for the first time – uh, I also saw how, you know, he could get into sticky situations out and about because he was as accessible as anybody as I've ever seen. He, there would always be these events, you know, behind the velvet ropes, the VIP areas. He never was in there. He was always in the mix, always with people, approachable, talking to everybody, a regular, regular guy yep. who just happened to be one of the greatest basketball players and personalities that that we've ever seen. You know, and I'd love to have him on once just talking about the dream team, all of that oh, stuff. So many. But as you can see, he's a huge sports fan. Huge. huge Did he NFL say football was his favorite sport? Yeah. Did he say that? I, I think he said I've that. I've heard him say that many times, yeah. I mean, and he know, I mean, he could do he could do this. I mean, he can analyze. We should talking we should. about the matchups of the how the Seahawks secondary can handle the tight end position, right? I mean, if, that Which, by the way, is going to be a crucial aspect of a Super Bowl matchup should they meet with Denver. Should Julius Thomas need somebody to cover to mark him? Right, as he mentioned how Vernon Davis can be handled by Seattle, for the lack of a better phrase, better than other teams because of the matchup. That that would come in handy if you're facing a Denver team.
4: Yeah. With weapons everywhere.
2: And Welker back, cleared to play also. So he'll be back.
0: So that was fun, 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 fun. Yeah, yeah he also called ones. out
2: Jim Schwartz, I, I, you know, saying basically that, that you have that roster, you have all that talent, you can't coach oh, it. As
0: you know, Kurt Warner called uh, our, our Stafford. friend Stafford the most undisciplined quarterback in the league. Yeah. Well, housekeeping, set. housekeeping. Well,
2: Rich, breaking news here in the NFL Network, the, two, the uh, November MVP winners have been announced for the Los Angeles office. From and, the Commissioner uh, Awards? From the and, Am uh, I on there? <laughs> You're not on here. No, it just came out, yeah. There's uh, six people
4: from the Los Angeles yeah. office. I had a bad, I had a, I, had
0: a bad I had a bad November. You had a bad November. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I had a down November. Oh, okay, all right.
0: Maybe well, Rich, December will be better. Rich,
4: December. you can finish December strong with a great close to this podcast. Yes, That's true. this is the last
0: broadcasting I'll be doing in December. That is true. And it's funny how Barkley reiterated our point from last week. Well, he even said, "Remember, when we were talking about how many coach of the years did Phil Jackson, Phil Jackson
3: win? win? Yeah,
0: one man." Yeah, but when you you got the rings, when you've got the That's accolades, right. when you're the face. By the you way, I don't get the.
4: My coach of the year pick, Belichick. Mine uh, was Chud, so that went,
0: <laughs> Was it really? That <laughs> was a dud.
2: <laughs> Chud's That's a dud. And it's funny you were saying earlier uh, about pronouncing his name and, and kind of floating by it. I think on the episode where I picked him as the coach of the year, you I, up just his said, name? I just said Chud because oh. I didn't. It <laughs> wasn't positive. That's ever.
4: all right. I picked the Falcons to the Super Bowl, so. Yeah. Oh, and Doug Martin to win the rushing title. Aye, aye, aye.
0: All right, let's get to housekeeping. So uh, we're going, we're continuing the weekly pickem. So we're not done yet. I can catch you guys.
2: You can still catch actually. Yes, I
0: picked up a game on each of you. You did this week. Dad,
2: I'm one behind Brockman, I think. Okay, so, well. so yep. I can
0: get you. I can get you. So let's pick the games this week, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's pick the games this week, shall we? Let's do it. All right. The Chiefs at the Colts. Who wins this one?
4: I, Indy.
2: I know Chaz took Indy. You're taking Indy. I think the I think the Chiefs come in and they they pick up the W. Really? I like the Chiefs in this one.
4: Yeah. Why?
0: Don't sleep on Andy Reid getting your team ready for the playoffs. I know that makes Philly fans maybe laugh. Well, but he's I mean, been through this four before. Straight
2: or three straight NFC uh, championship games. You know, we were the the poor man's Bills of the mid the late 90s i've listened to marshall 2000s. talk
4: a lot this season and so i feel like some of his knowledge maybe has rubbed off on me and this week his point about the colts was they don't they don't look good on paper but against the really good teams they play really well which
2: is true because they beat the seahawks the broncos the chiefs when they had a great and record. with this
4: game 49ers. Be, with 49ers. this game being at home I like, uh, I like Andrew Luck here.
2: I just think that the Reggie Wayne thing's caught up. They've kind of done some smoke and mirrors since he's been gone.
0: You know, playoffs in any sport will find your holes yeah. and expose them. We've mentioned it many times. Yasiel Puig can't hit the cutoff, man. How many times did the Cardinals put one in the right center field gap or hit a single through the hole on the right side Pedro, and hit Puig. I mean, if your if your point guard cannot handle the pick and roll defensively, you're gonna get hammered.
2: True, but Pedro Serrano dropped Jobu and hit the curve in major league in the playoffs for a bit. More. Sage.
0: Sage response.
2: You know. Law. Just saying.
0: So you guys are going to split, an I oh, I'm gonna go.
2: You know you oh. want to go Chiefs. I saw that reaction.
0: I did think that, but I'll. I'll there's gonna be a road win. Oh,
2: Colts. I'll, I'll pick up another one.
4: There's gonna be a road win, and I know who my road pick is.
0: Okay, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Colts.
4: Oh.
0: You're lone wolfing Saints Eagles. Saints and the Eagles. It's. Man, is it time for the Saints to win a road playoff game? And I just feel it, man. I know Charles put the he, Charles Barkley put the Eagles in the NFC Championship game. He did, which is an interesting pick oh, you know, that he, he thinks did. it's going to be a Nick Foles run.
2: He did not. And the all Saints places the for Chip road.
0: Kelly to go for the NFC Championship game back to the Pacific Northwest as close to Oregon as he's going to get this year. Wow. Mm, what an interesting scenario.
4: It's supposed to be sunny and cold on Saturday. Yeah,
0: but it's gonna, it won't be sunny when it starts at 5, 10
4: p.m. Uh, Pacific. Right. So, but, but it won't be sunny. I mean, It'll be clear is what Clear, you're right. It's, there's not going to be any precipitation. It's
2: 283 miles from Autzen Stadium to Quest Field. So, or CenturyLink, I believe now. Yes. Is it? So that is pretty close. You're going to take your Eagles? I'm
4: taking
0: the of you're course, flying, so Eagles, You're flying Eagles fly? Yeah, gotta, and what gotta, are you going
4: to do? I'm going to fly Eagles fly as well. I'm going
0: to go to the Saints.
2: Okay, I'm glad everyone's not on the Eagles. I would have been a little more worried. I'm going
0: Saints. I think they're going to pick it up, and they're going to go to Seattle and get boat raced again.
2: What, 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 yep. What's kind of fallen under the radar with, as you said, Nick Foles, 27 touchdowns, two, inter- or two interceptions, LaShawn McCoy's, that Eagles defense last year versus where they are this year, and D'Amico Ryans, Michael Kendricks. I mean, they're, it's a different. They're Carey also Williams. two
0: weeks removed from Matt Castle <laughs> and Matt Asayata. 48 points. Crushing them. Almost put a fifty burger up on this team, man. And, and and so I don't know what to believe. I just know and again I know the Saints are, are not a same team outside of the dome. That's Drew Brees there. And that's Sean Payton, and this is the playoffs. And and Super Bowl and team. I they I won. I don't know. The Saints are better defensively. I think that they can go into Philadelphia and, and create some issues for Nick Foles. And and win this game. Rich, no, and, and Sean Payton is just going to pound it in their heads about how it's them against the world, which, no, as you know, works for them.
4: Not sure. to be overlooked. That's an 8 o'clock p.m. start on Saturday. That's a full day of drinking for those Philadelphia fans. But, and
0: what's that analysis for? What is that?
4: It's going to be a M-
2: hosti- hostile environment. McFadden's
4: across from the uh, I'm saying the that's gonna it's going to be a be... hostile home environment.
2: Yeah, it's going to be a little hostile there at the link. Let's hope there's no inclement weather.
0: Okay, I'll still go the Saints. i, I got to pick games up on you. It's true. i got to pick but, games but, but up pick on you. pick
4: who you think is going to win. Like, don't just pick to, pick to pick up games.
0: No, that's not true. I'm competitive. <laughs> uh, I'm going to drink the Bengal juice. I like it. I like it. You like the Chargers, though, don't you?
4: I'm, I'm going Phil Rivers, man. I trust him yeah. so much more than Andy Dalton in these playoff games. And remember last year, it took Jay Gruden uh, an entire half to throw the ball to A.J. Green.
2: I believe yesterday uh, they mm-hmm. they routed off a stat that the, the Bengals had converted on 13 consecutive red zone touchdowns when mm-hmm. they were in there, and then Andy Dalton threw four interceptions. I'm a little nervous, but I'm I'm sticking with the Bengals too.
0: Yeah, I just like the way they're playing at home. I like the way they're playing at home. And get and the
2: ball in Geo's hands, and he yeah, is
4: so I agree. Fun to watch. But
0: Phil Rivers, it's not going to be an easy out.
4: That's going to be that might be the most entertaining game of Wild Card Weekend
0: that would be that CBS would take that because right now i i mean it's it's the least
4: do you think that's the sexy. least really oh, of course chargers bengal's yeah it's the least
0: sexy Brockman, they're, they're, these are two AFC teams that are have been leading the league in, in blackouts.
2: Yeah. yeah but, you
0: don't, mean, but you don't think Kansas uh, seriously, City like, and Andy is the biggest? A lot the of biggest. these fan bases Rich, are Rich, like, who, who are these teams he on rapped, my television sets?
2: Tupperware and gave your children the, as a gift. He, he's, he's a little off.
0: Dude, I mean. the next one. I mean, Packers, I mean, Niners, Saints, Eagles, even Chiefs, Colts. Andy Reid's in the AFCs in the no, playoffs. There's nothing it's sexy Andrew Luck, about
4: Kansas City and Indianapolis. Two Andy's. Oh, man. Two Andys? Wow. Okay. Andy
0: Luck, Andy Reid? I'm going Niners. Anybody going Packers? I love I love Rodgers. I love him. Love him at home. Love it. Love him. Big time. Love Jordy Nelson. Huge fans of theirs. Eddie Lacy helped me win What's my Clay fantasy Matthews? league. Is Clay Matthews? He's uh, iffy. He's, but the San Francisco 49ers top to bottom are a better team. And Johnny Jolly. Much better defensively. They can hit you in the mouth, which is what they're going to need to do. And you know. You know Jim Harbaugh is going to have this team all set to prove that they can. This 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 team from wine sipping country is going to be ready to go and win in a cold weather Super Bowl. They are equipped. They are equipped. Not as equipped as Seattle in my mind, but they're equipped. I think they win in Lambeau. Anybody else? Man. It's time to make your pick.
4: 12 and 4. Eight, um seven, one, the best player on the field plays for the home team. True? And it's going to be cold. True? I'm going to take Green Bay. Okay. Law?
2: I think as of now I'm going to go with the Packers as well. Okay. Yeah. I'm picking up games. I don't know. I just I feel the pack.
0: Picking up games.
2: All right, to playoff challenge now.
0: Oh my god. Playoff challenge, once again, uh, we can be found on the fantasy page, uh, NFL.com. You go to fantasy, and then you go to playoff challenge.
2: Yep, you just click on playoff challenge.
0: How many How many folks are already in the Rich Eisen Podcast playoff challenge group, Chris Law? I will
2: tell you that right now. Oh, I just
0: got uh, a note of congratulating the NFL employee MVP winners.
2: Yes, that's... Uh... <laughs> <laughs>
0: Nigel made it though. Good for him. And Ben Sims, Tara Deeker. These are listen, they're all deserving yeah. people.
2: Deeker helped out with the podcast uh, the podcast. Ben, special. ben Sims
0: is as good as it gets Can on the road. Work? We don't we don't have Thursday night football. He's the he's, Perform- a broadcast without he's him. Awesome.
2: So we have two thousand six hundred and nineteen people currently signed up. How last many? Year, two thousand six hundred and nineteen. Okay. Last year, I believe we got almost got to eight thousand. So uh, invite your friends, and if you win, if you happen to be the winner, you're going to get a, a spot in this podcast.
0: Yeah, well, we should have a nice size because at this point, last year we had zero. Zero.
2: Yeah, I think we started.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, we started early. Yeah, we started early. So again, once w- what you do is you pick players. A quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, a kicker, and a defense. Just sort of like your basic fantasy team. You pick these people, and you ride them for as long as they are in the playoffs. Correct. In the first round, you get the number of points at standard scoring. Correct. You get single points for those those folks in the first round. If they advance to the second round, you get double the points. However... If you choose a player from a team that is on a bye week in the first round.
2: Like a Peyton Manning.
0: If you choose Peyton Manning or, or if you choose anybody from Denver, New England, Seattle. Seattle, or Carolina, if you choose any of those players, you obviously get no points in round one, but you get the minute they step on the field – in the second week of the playoffs, you get double their points. Everything they do is double. And when they move forward, if they advance to the championship game, it's three times the points? Three times. And if they advance to the Super Bowl, four times the points. Three now, times. so you have to basically choose somebody you think that will continue to advance, and the best thing that you can do is choose somebody who can advance from the wild card round because that way you get four times the points when they reach the Super Bowl.
2: You'll get four times just no matter what because the escalators will have hit four times. But But you miss out on that first week.
0: Right. So you're getting points in the first round, second, third, and fourth. Exactly. So you can play it safe and choose players from the bye week. But.
2: As we saw last year.
0: Right. Last year, basically, and this is where I'm going to go. This is my my philosophy. I remember last year, whoever won it had chock full of Ravens and 49ers. Yep, yep. And it worked out for them because, even though the 49ers, because they made the, play, they, they made the Super Bowl, and the Ravens had f- single game points from the first round because they were a wild card team to advance. So that was a bonanza for whoever. I, I don't know how in the world they, they chose Well, Because like, you probably shamed Bolden. them into it. Like, well, I, got to, <laughs> I, Josh I shamed Charles. Josh Charles into choosing all Ravens. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to stay consistent. My preseason Super Bowl pick. Oh, okay. I see what you're doing. Was Denver-Seattle. That's right. I said that preseason. I'm going to say that they're going to – I'm going to be consistent. No hedging here. No hedging. Going all in. So my team, as I've chosen four of them so far. Oh, you have. I've chosen four of them so far. Uh, I'm going Peyton Manning is my quarterback. Okay. My two running backs are Marshawn Lynch and Noshan Marino. One of my wide receivers is Demarius Thomas. The question is, is, who's my other one? And I'm not really enamored with any of the Seattle Seahawks wide receivers. And I'm a little bit scared of trying to choose. I know Demarius Thomas is going to get fed the ball every single game. So I had Wes Welker in fantasy. He was the king of scoring touchdowns the first eight weeks of the season. And in the last half of the season, he was disappeared. Eric Decker had zero points week fifteen, thirty points week sixteen <laughs> after like a forty point week fourteen. He's way too up and down for me. So who do I think will get to the Who do I think will get to the championship game or at least
2: Danny Amendola?
0: Who do I think is gonna get to the championship game?
2: You go. You go A.J. Green here? I'm thinking about
0: A.J. Ooh. Green, but I don't. I think he's possibly one and done, or he's two and done. Right. I'm a little bit concerned. I'm going to go with Charles Barkley, and I'm going to go Deshaun Jackson. Ooh. Although that's not very consistent, because I think the Saints are going to win in week one. <laughs> but they're going to get boat raced week two. Carolina,
2: But at least you'll get a new pick 49ers. by week two. You're better off getting your points in at least week one. Because you can replace them once they're ejected. Ex- yeah, exactly. So once you have a player that loses, you then replace them. Right. And you just start back over at single points. A.J.
0: Green it is. My tight end, that's easy. That's Julius Thomas' the day is long.
2: No, but you, but you know Jimmy Graham even though you pick the Saints to win. Correct. Because, see, I didn't go Jimmy Graham because I'm picking the Saints to lose week one.
0: I'm going I, I don't think Jimmy Graham is going all the way to the Super Bowl. I think Julius Thomas is. Got it. My kicker, that would be Matt Prater. And my defense, we all know what that is. Come See, on. Seahawks. Please. End of story. That's who I'm taking. End of story. Matt Prater is my kicker and the Seattle defense is my defense. <laughs> and if uh these teams lose, I'm finished. You're but finished. if they go, I have a chance. I have a chance, and I'm in. There you have it. What's your team, Law?
2: Um, I went with uh, quarterback. I went confident with my uh, my eagle. I took Nick Foles, actually, because I think that, as we've seen it, the chalk is what you said, the, the Broncos and Seahawks. It just hasn't happened that way in recent years. Mm-hmm. So I'm running the risk that maybe my birds get hot and they run it. And uh, then I doubled down there with LaShawn McCoy as my one running back. So I'm, I'm safe there where I can re-up. I took Marshawn Lynch as my other running back.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, A.J. Green and Demarius Thomas at wideout. I followed your lead there. I, I selected last night Thomas and Prater and the Seahawks defense.
4: Okay, Who do you got? Well, Brooklyn. I'm uh, currently selecting, but of what, I, what I've got chosen, I'm going to double up because uh, I was a lone wolf there with the pack, and I'm going to go Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson. Which
2: that's not a bad – that's the way you win the game. It's something like that, picking a –
4: uh, Five seed, and I'm going to take with McCoy and, and Lynch like uh, like Law. I like Seattle's defense as well. Uh, my second wide receiver is what I'm uh, currently. Yeah, that's what stuck me. Currently going for uh, right now because I want to be consistent and take someone on a team that I think is going to advance. But do I do it with one of the wild card teams? Like, do I go Keenan Allen, maybe like a little sleeper, if I think uh, the Chargers are going to win, or do I do
0: go, it? Do it. This is this. This sounds like um, uh, uh, what, what's the uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Yeah, where these people <laughs> where just these people sound out and like you're, just, and you're just it screaming at the you know, television set like, yeah, like freaking do
4: it, right, right, right? Or do I take do I take Edelman? Edelman, do it. Or I might just go Demarius and play it. There safe, it goes. And play it safe. Good for you. So I'm going to go with uh, Demarius Thomas there. Tight end is a, a that's a tricky one. There's not a lot of superstar tight ends. I think I'm just uh, going to take Jimmy Graham, and if they lose, then re up. I'll just I'll just re up. I took it's, five Broncos. You took five Broncos. Yep, two
0: Seahawks, Marshawn Lynch in Seattle, and AJ Green. You're all in. I'm all in. Who won it last year? Yep. Somebody who had the 49ers there six and six,
2: the Ravens six seeds though. That's the so what. That's the difference. And then I
4: took uh, Gostkowski as my kicker. I think the Patriots uh, could go to the Super Bowl. There you go. So does Charles Barkley.
2: Also, so you're not just competing for a chance to be on the Eisen podcast. Uh, If you also play the game in general and you win, you go to Super Bowl 49 in Tempe, Arizona, as well.
0: So I might get a trip to Super Bowl 49 in Tempe? Yes, all expensive. You could, with all of your Broncos. Fantastic. It's Glendale, Arizona, by the way.
2: That's T- where, Glendale, right yeah. At, yeah.
0: Tempes. Tempes, Tempes were. That, a, where the old, Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl took place. Stadium. I know, you're confusing the Super Bowl with the Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl.
2: <laughs> which apparently you couldn't see Which Buffalo it happens. Wild Wings.
0: Which it happens. It happens. All right, guys, this was fun. I want to thank Barkley. I want to thank Stone Street. I want to thank uh, the two of you guys. Again, you crushed it on the, the uh, holiday special.
4: Thank you, to,
0: um, sir. Happy New Year. And, Law, great job on the, um, on the year-end show. Uh, oh, the, the year best in of, show. yeah, the Urine Review yeah, Show. Great like job pulling all those clips and no and problem. strolling down memory lane. I mean, with our great stuff this year, great
4: job. What was your favorite oh, moment of, the, of, that, of one? that show? Yeah. yeah, oh, it
0: was, uh, let me think. Oh, wait a minute. We didn't have one of those.
4: Oh. oh. Well,. It's because I knew we were oh, taping no, live. We didn't take a break. Now I'm line producing <laughs> Fantasy Live on a week 17. I'm oh, sorry. Did I hear you put yourself on camera in the final week 17 no. show? Okay. That's there, a, what are you talking there about? The bald a, face lie. There was a rumor going around. Week 17? There was a rumor going around that you put yourself on the last Fantasy Live show as like a, hey, c- congrats to everyone to me? behind the scenes. Congrats to me. Yeah. That's ridiculous.
0: All right. Just saying well, what I heard. Well, let's just say you certainly weren't uh, Miss. Construed with Molly Kierum.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Oh You be. hillbilly.
0: Son of a hustler.
2: Oh, come on now. Son hey, of a hustler. Hey. Hey.
4: <laughs> You son of a Ken hustler. Can,
2: Ken lock can shoot some pool. Look out.
4: You
0: have an international shout-out of the week?
4: Uh, I do if you want to dance for a second. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's well, like, you it's like to, we surprise you every I know. week. It's
2: ridiculous. If you had to, though. Favorite interview of the year, uh, non-sports related. Interview
0: uh, of the year. Uh, uh, Brian Banks is number one, even though it's sports related. Uh, Vince Gilligan um, was Ugh, was, yeah. was 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 great. I think
2: those are one and two for me. For uh,
0: Larry sure. David was off the charts. Our anchorman show was fun. Yep.
2: Um, I mean, even Gillian Jacobs was a blast. Coming yeah, in here, she's great. Uh, a Chrissy Teigen. <laughs> I think that's mine. Chrissy, Wait, the, what the one bo- The one guest that Brockman booked.
0: That's, Man, that's my favorite. And Vince no, 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 no. He, he didn't, he didn't well, book I, her. He, I, he mentioned it to her. I she reached reached responded. Out. Right then, I closed the deal. Then you, closed you know, it. By mean, the way, <laughs> I'm, a,
4: I'm a closer. Rich likes to butt in on my conversations on I Twitter do. with Rich, I love Chrissy it. Teigen. <laughs> it's a different type of block on Twitter. <laughs>
2: yeah, rooster blocking. <laughs>
0: But speaking of which, uh, Dick Costolo uh, of Twitter, yeah, as that well. Was, that was great um, having him on. That was fun. Mm-hmm.
4: I mean, we've had so many. I think Cannavale was one of my there. favorites. Cannavale, is definitely Bobby in the top Cannavale five. was
0: great. I yeah, mean, we've named more than five.
2: I did think about going back and clipping, but it's it's one of those. They all live. They're all archived. Also, uh, another thing, actually, because our archive is getting so large. Uh, what we are going to have to do is move the, the first hundred episodes mm-hmm. over to a new uh, listing. Okay. So if you're already subscribed to this podcast, you'll still get the new episodes like you currently do. But How many point, episodes are we on now? Uh, we're almost. What I episode say, is this?
0: What episode number is this? I
2: want to say we're up near the 250 or 260 range. Really? But um, wow. probably going to have to move that first hundred over.
4: How do you like them apples? And then,
2: um, All right. You can still, if you if you are late, to the show you can we'll give you the new url for those and you can uh, go back and find some of them
4: you have it yet brockman of course i do (laughs) uh-huh uh Uh, shane McGonigal at mcgoogle 11 he's from ireland he uh that's odd we were talking i wouldn't have guessed that we were talking about uh i posed a question on twitter about uh what the what the best coaching job available was and he thought the browns good defensive pieces plenty of picks and a stud receiver international shout out from kevan ireland all right. Shane McGonigal. Very good. Thanks, New
2: everybody. New Happy New Year's
0: to Happy New, Year. New, Happy New, to New Year's guys. to you guys. Happy New Year's to everybody out there. Thanks for listening. Appreciate you. Oh, we do. Greatly. And uh, just be safe. Be safe. We want you to make it in one piece to uh, Wild Card Weekend. For uh, At Chris Law and At Chris Brockman, I am At Rich Eisen for At The Eisen Podcast. Peace out. Stay listening, friends.